let me also greet um, greet and welcome our department. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I'm starting the meeting, Mama. Uh, um, honorable members, uh, I was saying that let me take this opportunity. Mute, Mama Kaula. Yes. Okay, my love. Yes. Uh, let me welcome honorable members uh, this morning and also welcome our department um, welcome all our visitors uh, leadership of uh, the entities which are with us leaders of sport fraternities which are with us our staff who always make sure that all is well with us of both uh, the department also of our committee. I'm taking this opportunity to welcome you, saying that uh, as now we are seeing that uh, we are getting to another third variant, that we must take care of our good self first and foremost, and take care of our families, but also being public representatives, let's take care of the communities. Let's try to pursue them to do the correct things that um, this thing is like chameleon now. It's changing, it changes its color. Uh, call them names and each and every three to four months it will uh, showing its head up the head. Uh, let's try to do whatever we think that it can assist and save our lives. Uh, if you feel that uh, you don't want to take vaccine, it's upon you. You've got a right to go and take the vaccine. And if you don't, it's also your, your right. But some of us were persuading that uh, can, can we uh, persuade each and everyone to go and take a vaccine as we were grown up in the society that uh, we were taking vaccine uh, during our stages, very little one, ones, your polio, your measles, your flu vaccine. I don't know what is now that you are afraid of taking this one. Mask, social distance uh, is our day, daily bread. Uh, and then uh, I would love now that by doing that, uh, I will check whether 
Uh, we are all here, but we'll do that when we're doing apologies. Uh, honorable members, I will call you to adopt uh, this proposed agenda. The agenda is in front of our in front of our uh, what gadgets. I'm proposing the adoption of the agenda. We don't have members of parliament today in this meeting. We do, Chair. Mm-hmm. But why are you keeping quiet? Why, well, yes, Chairperson, sorry. The, the, problem, yeah. the problem, Chair, is that you need to raise your hand and it takes time to, to, to go for listen to. They say, oh, but we don't have a problem in adopting. Okay, I'm, 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 having, I'm sorry also. I'm having a hand of Honorable Veronica and the hand of Honorable Maloman. I'm sorry also I didn't uh, open that side of participants. So I was looking just in, in front of me, the agenda. I'm very sorry, Honorable Member. Honorable uh, Van Dijk. Chairperson, I move for adoption. Uh, Honorable Malomani. Morning. I'm seconding the adoption of the agenda, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members. Um, may I get apologies? Good morning, Madam Chair. We have we have an apology from the minister who is accompanying the president on a state visit to Nigeria. And we also have an apology from Mr. Mazungozi, who is not well. Thank you, Madam Chair. Okay. Uh, I'm putting you that you must note these uh, apologies, honorable members. Are you noting them? I'm seeing the hand up. Honorable Morning, Chair. Thank you very much. I wanted wanted to raise another concern. I always raise this concern with the minister not uh, prioritizing our meeting. I think I will ask you to ask you to write an email to him, a letter to him, and ask him: Is he aware of these dates? Because I believe that he must prioritize internal issues. He's not a minister of uh, international affairs. He's a minister of sports, arts, and culture. And what is happening internally here now? I'm concerned. Since we came back from the recess, I've never seen him. He never came to us an account. And we have question and answers next week, but we've never even engaged with him. Nonetheless, please note our dissent on his apology. Thank you. Honorable members, the the mandate that I'm I'm, I'm asked to take is that um, with this uh, apology, I did last time, Honorable Shongo is correct, I did last time uh, saying that uh, there is a leader of business 
uh, in the executive. And when any minister is not with us, uh, they, they do uh, know the whereabouts of those ministers. So I, I would love that uh, honorable members, uh, this issue of minister, and last time it was even our deputy minister who also was given task by executive. Uh, I don't know what is the role of Uche person when the, the executive to to president and to uh, the leader of uh, business are giving a task to ministers. What, what, what must uh, I do as a JPC? I'm seeing the hand of Honorable Notawe Mafu, who is a deputy minister, maybe is trying to assist me and Honorable Malomani. Thank you, Honorable Members. DM. Thank you very much, Chair, and good morning to, to the members of the committee. Uh, whilst we note the concern of Honorable Mshongo, which is a genuine concern which we will take up, but we must also remember that when President does state visits, he chooses ministers that he, he must go with because it depends on the agenda that will be discussed there. Amongst the things that are going to be discussed in Nigeria is the issue of the relationship on the arts and culture side. So Minister Tekla is not the only minister that has gone with the, with the president. And they are not only the ministers of international relations that have gone with the ministers. There's a lot of them, Minister of Agriculture, Minister uh, of, 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 of Environment, a part of that delegation. But we know what uh, Mr. Honorable Mshongo is saying. But I just wanted to clarify that uh, the delegations that are chosen to go with the president depends on the agenda of that particular country that is being visited. Thank you so much. Thank you, Honorable DM, Honorable Maloman. Thank you, Chair. I think you also assisted, because even last we deliberated on this issue of attendance, and we finalized that if there are challenges that needs the minister to account, we can also write to the minister so that the minister can account to us. If there are things that we see that it needs the minister, but I'm happy because today the deputy minister is part of us. If there's, there are things that we need to ask as a, as a committee, the deputy minister will clarify other issues. But if there are issues that are needed to be answered by the minister, let us as a committee write put them the questions or anything that we're concerned of, and then the minister will respond. So we still have that obligation to that. If we've got any queries, we can write to the minister. I think we can continue. We're noting and accepting the apologies as presented. Thank you, Chair. Honorable members, yes, I wanted that uh, we must remember that really the Honorable Shlonga and other members, they were having this concern and we did not to entertain, uh, we responded and uh, we're even thinking that um, we are not alone in, in the meeting. Uh, there are 
the recent office uh, of the minister. But let's take uh, this uh, clarification and contribution, noting also what Honorable Mshongo is saying that we must note. Thank you, Honorable Members. Can, can Honorable Members uh, get to... Uh, let me take this opportunity... Uh, point of order. Oh, okay. Sorry, honor. Sorry, honor. Yes, yes, honor. Sorry, 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 He's a, he, we've never seen him this month, even last month. We've never seen him. Who is he accountable? He must come to us and account. He doesn't even account to emails. He's not responding to my emails. For information, honorable member, minister is not even responding to our emails. So you want us to engage him via email, but he's not responsive. Now, nonetheless, thank you, Deputy Minister, we are here. But I was not only raising a concern for today. It has been a while. I think a month and a half that the minister is absent. Please note our dissent. We are not supporting his apology. Thank you. Chair. Chairperson. Oh, yes, Mama Kaul. I've seen your hand is up. I'm going to go to the U minister, uyenaga nyofunega as pendule, impendule kondengo. Gipendeng zom segelala, mina myself. Kuna ma emailing sendela wona, ungo munyu minister oninkinga onga wa pendula ma email. Angazo bang swing padeng esuzulom chamangati English, vela glonu blim la keleben, agai pendule inko. So many say tina even in our committee I'm not thinking eh, Fanella Gube, Kubona Uzoba, Minister of the Portfolio Committee. Otherwise, even a king, Lomnyango <laughs> Awas Wutia and Aguzot in a scatters in Bianje. Laban to Bagitis Funubona Betola is in those abyss, Pumabon of my election. Yenamanje P, Yapumanga Pange, no president. Ukonum says the president, why in a hungry night? Agarisa negatively put for the community, Velaga to Nanking, Fanelis, Tennessee Bell, Velagat, Necomit, Alum Fanel, we are Hulega Glon, Yabong. Honorable members, I'll write uh, uh, what you asked me to do. Uh, and I've taken note of what Honorable Mfongo 
Honorable Manomani, uh, Honorable Makaula is saying, and uh, our office is listening. Uh, will will assist. We've had UDM. Uh, so uh, thank you, Honorable Members. Can can we get to the the next uh, item? Um, Honourable Members, we are getting to this item. I want to tell you, Honourable Members, that you must not blame uh, our office, which is the, the first office where I'm uh, interacting with it. Uh, the presentation of uh, Swimming South Africa we received at Odabas 10 in the evening yesterday. So fortunately, they are with us. Uh, maybe uh, we can hear from themselves what was the problem cause. Uh, Sean, what do you want to, to, to say? I've seen a hand, Sean, co-host. Thank you, yes, Chair. Yes. Uh, Chair, uh, Please uh, accept our sincere apologies for the delayed submission of the presentation. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not yet. No, I'm not yet. I was still on the floor. I was just, uh, I was not aware that we were a part of uh, uh, this uh, swimming South Africa. I'm talking. Uh, I was still tabling the, the, this thing to the honorable members. These honorable members, they've took uh, decisions long ago that chairperson, your office must be hands-on to try to get the presentations in time. So um, I was expecting that they're going to ask us why did they get this. So I'm reporting honorable members that uh, they are here uh, if you want to engage with them, uh, surely that's why uh, Mr. Sean's hand is up. Uh, and then I'm suspecting uh, the leadership of Skarskog is here. I'm, I'm not yet seeing them uh, here uh, in, because... They are here, sir. They are here, sir. President is here. And the team. Oh, okay. Oh, morning, uh, President. We do welcome you, and we do welcome Sean as you were about to tell uh, what is the problem. Honorable members, it's a very short um, briefing uh, presentation, and I don't know. Uh, I'm putting that we did get it, but we get it. Uh, past 10 in the evening. Uh, honorable members before you, or, uh, Mr. Son. May I speak, Chair? Yes. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, uh, our sincere apologies for the delayed submission of the presentation. Um, it was, it's not due to any willful act or, or because we disrespect the committee. Um, we've been tasked to assist the uh, Lesotho 
uh, uh, LOC in delivering the AUSC Games, Region 5 Youth Games, which starts on the 3rd of December, uh, and to assist them with swimming. And I have been here to assist them uh, and have come several times in the last 14 days to come and assist them. And the facility where I am, where the swimming is taking place is, is far, it's about 70 kilometers outside Maseru. And, uh, you know, we, when you're up there in the mountains, uh, it, it's a bit of a problem connecting. So I was only able to, to send the presentation when I came back from uh, inspecting the facility and uh, dealing with challenges that we have to sort out. Uh, uh, in, the, in the evening, and that's why the presentation came so late. Yeah. I sincerely apologize, uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, we end the trying to assess the suited level of the state. Honorable members, this is the reason and uh, uh, apology of uh, getting the presentation late. Honorable members, can we give them that they must present or maybe let's first uh, give us and then themselves. We don't have any problem, honorable members. I'm I'm getting I'm seeing I see the hand of Honorable Dennis. Good morning, Chair, and good morning, everybody, and, and, and thank you for the opportunity to ask a question. The question, Chairperson, I think in response to what we've heard from the gentleman, from, from Mr. Sean Adriansa, our department must now respond to that um, reason. So our department must tell us when last did they make contact with Mr. Mr. Adriansa, and what was the arrangements or agreement in terms of submitting presentations to us because Mr. Abiranza obviously knew he had to submit. So the question is, when did he know? When did we inform them to come to this committee? Um, so that, and the reason I'm saying this, Chairperson, so that in the future, if departments uh, or entities are not ready, they would, they would not send us the stuff on time and send it late hour, hoping that we will then send them back. And I'm not saying this is the case here. I'm just saying that our department needs to say they are happy with with his response before this committee can say, yes, we accept, and then we move forward. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, thank you, Honorable Dennis. Um, Solega, can you assist us to tell the members uh, the communication between you and the, this office. Thank you, Madam Chair. We communicated with a Swimming South Africa in late September regarding this meeting, and we also kept reminding them of submitting the presentation. The last time we reminded them of the submission was last week on Tuesday, and we also did remind them on Friday last week. Thank you, Madam Chair. Honorable members, what's their re response? Um, uh, the leadership of South Africa, uh, are you aware 
of what uh, the office is saying that uh, they interacted with you uh, September and last week uh, they've reminded you uh, I'm, I'm not sure whether uh, your apology of preparing we have been preparing since September until yesterday 10 past 8 uh, Honorable Malomani, Honorable uh, DDG Sumaya, Honorable Nosawe. As shown by this time, your hand must be down. You're still uh, handling uh, this apology of yours uh, in that order. Honorable Malomani. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I think as a committee, We've taken a resolution that if an entity doesn't submit a report or anything for us, when they're supposed to come and present in time, they must go back. But the other issue that I want to ask the department and SASCOP, because Swimming South Africa, they've sent us the document yesterday. Did they ever saw the document? Have they submitted the same document to them? so that they can go through it or what. Or also, they never got this uh, report. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Malomani, Honorable DDG, Honorable President of SASCOC on this uh, last question, and then the DM. Mm. Madam Chair? Yes. I think I think uh, Mrs. Khan is experiencing connectivity issues because she's been coming in and out of the meeting. Okay. Uh, the honorable was I'm welcoming you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just getting network issues, but I... Yes, did you? Motion again. Did you? Sorry, it is we try to be in the place where we can have a network. Uh, I don't know, I cannot detect where can you be. Because even myself, when I'm not having a network, I cannot go anywhere. DJ. Uh, uh, no, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, Honorable Members of the Committee, and the Deputy Minister, President of Sasbrook. Uh, the, the direct answer to the question about Swimming SA is that we have not engaged on any report from them. Um, uh, several attempts were made to engage them, and they clearly indicated that they would rather present a verbal report 
So we don't know what is the content of the report and what they will be presenting here uh, today, uh, despite those attempts to engage with them in this regard. And I think they will then maybe explain the rationale why they prefer the, the verbal report. And uh, if they eventually decided to put pen on paper, uh, then that was uh, too little too late as far as our side is concerned, Chairperson. But we have not engaged with this report. Thank you, DG. President. President. Are you referring to me, uh, Madam Chair? There's, on, there's only one president in this meeting. <laughs> oh. President of Sasquatch. <laughs> My apologies then, ma'am. Yes, um, I want to second uh, what the DG has mentioned. Uh, Sasquatch has forwarded all its um, 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 presentations, including the safeguarding policy. And we've also led to believe that a verbal um, um, presentation will be made in the interest of, of, of uh, not to compromise um, the investigations. So I, I second the DG. We are a bit surprised by the, um, the current position. Um, but we'd like to hear from some in South Africa, Madam Chair. Thank you, um, uh, President DM. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. I think the, the, the question that came from Honorable Dennis uh, Joseph was a, was a fair question because the merit of the question is to check if Swimming South Africa has followed the protocols of preparing a report to come to this committee. And clearly, both the department and the SASCO, uh, if you hear their responses, have not interacted with Swimming South Africa on this report before it comes to, to this portfolio committee. The honorable members of this portfolio committee then, it's up to them to take a decision of how to move forward in, in handling this report. But when they do that, I think it's important that Swimming South Africa must, must, must be clearly uh, explained to that it is important that in respecting this portfolio committee, it is important that you actually give the report time so that the members are able to interact with this report. If they had decided that they want to submit a written report, they can't do that on the eve of the meeting at 10 past 10 in the evening. So the members of the portfolio committee really need to take that decision themselves on how they want to handle this report and disrespect from the Swimming South Africa. Thank you so much. Thank you, GM. Uh, I've seen again the hand of uh, Honorable Dennis. Uh, can, can members be sharp on, 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 on responding or thinking what do we do? Because now we're taking our own time. I've seen the, I'm not yet calling the, the I'm not yet calling uh, uh, the Swimming South Africa. I've asked them that they must lower their hands we are still engaging on their issues. Uh, Honorable Dennis, Honorable Russell Adams. Honorable Dennis. 
sorry, Chairperson. I thank you for the opportunity. I want to note what the Deputy Minister said in, in the reason why I raised this question. Because this committee, and I thank the Department and Suscox's response as well, because this committee, um, you know, we, we, we should not just, when someone gives a, a reason or indicate a report came late, that we then apply our rule. We must apply our rule. But this question have, that I've raised have, 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 have brought us to a point where we have to interrogate why a report was not submitted on time. And I think we've, we've got some sense of reason. But uh, Chairperson, I, I'm a third member of the committee, so I do not participate in recommendations or, 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 uh, or, 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 or seconding a, a resolution or a recommendation or a proposal. But I want to say, uh, I, I have some understanding given the nature of the agenda agenda of this morning is a, is a very important one and a very sensitive one. Hence, I want to ask the committee um, that we we must consider we must consider um, allowing swimming SAA um, despite our, our rule that we so firmly and, and, and applied uh, you know to to the rule that we allow the the this is a public meeting that we that we are having so information will be out there uh, as to what we are grappling with so i would like i would like uh, chairperson to to to, to ask the, uh, my members in this committee to consider allowing <coughs> swimming south africa pre to present to us because initially i can pick up they wanted to pre present verbally in uh, 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 um, and not in writing given the nature of the sensitivity but of course we have a rule that they must supply and submit uh, they must apply their mind to our rules and submit reports. So that is my comment. Uh, I'm thankful for the explanation, but I, I feel that given the sensitivity around this this agenda point, we must allow um, Swimming South Africa to present so that we that we get this over. It's very sensitive with this, if an uncertain, such a sensitive matter hangs in the air till the next meeting. Um, we should we should distinguish between the other entities and and the other people that we send back and that we that we make a decision only on on this topic uh, on, on our view that we have on on meet on on submissions to to meeting and presentations thank you chairperson thank you honorable uh, dennis honorable adams honorable adams Honorable Adams. Honorable Adams. Honorable Adams. Okay, no wonder what's going on today. Honorable Adams. Honorable M. Shong. Honorable M. Shong. Honorable Mshongo. Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Mshongo. Chairperson, I, I don't support my colleague. I don't support my colleague. I think we are not going to set a good presidency. Uh, what we must do is we have agreed that if the report is late and we did not uh, go through it, it's what we've agreed, and that's a culture of this committee. I don't support an honorable business for us just to just give it to like that. Please note my uh, objection to that. 
Honorable members, uh, I want honorable members to open the, the, their mouth and talk in order that I must round up. So there is now a motion on the table uh, that uh, honorable Dennis is saying that we, we must waive uh, our decisions of this committee and honorable Klong is saying no. So uh, if honorable members can talk, please, I'm pleading you, honorable members, we can't take an hour discussing one issue which we know what we've been doing in this committee. Please, honorable members, raise your hand. And I'm looking in the participants. Uh, honorable Adams, surely she is having a problem. Honorable Mkhlongo, Honorable Zondi, Honorable Maloman, please, my leaders, uh, let's uh, talk in, in, in the committee. I must not persuade you to talk. Uh, I want to take a resolution. I don't want to, to take a resolution of uh, my uh, individual or of not the majority view. I want the majority view, but you don't raise your hands, please, honorable members. Honorable Zondi, honorable Maloman, in that order. Chair, good morning. I thought this report, this issue will be concluded long, long, long time ago. We have a standing resolution, Chair, that uh, if you don't send us a report, a presentation prior to the meeting days, we don't entertain the presentation. But the reason that the decision uh, of Sunni South Africa that their report is sensitive, it should not be concluded by them that the report is sensitive. It's us that should decide whether the report should not be um, a, a, a presented publicly because it is a, a sensitive. This reason should have, uh, should have been presented to us uh, in the last meeting or in the previous meeting that they can't send, they can't send the, the, the presentation because it is sensitive. And it is this, the committee that should decide whether they the, 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 the presentation should be presented, but, but not them deciding to come and present because they concluded that he met, uh, uh, the, 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 the report is sensitive. I stand by my colleagues who are saying, if, if we set a precedent that uh, the report should be presented because it's sensitive, we have been, we have been dealing with many sensitive uh, reports. And other uh, uh, entities will say we have sensitive report and we can't send a, 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 a presentation. We are going to present verbal. We don't entertain Thank verbal you. presentation, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, except now that it's not verbal. It is a written report which we got uh, late uh, uh, last night. Honorable Maloman. Thank you, Honorable Sund. Thank you, Honorable Chair. I don't want to waste time. I think I'm supporting Honorable Mshong and Honorable Zond that we've set a precedent in our committee that if a, a report or a presentation came late, we don't engage it. Let's stick by our own rules so that tomorrow 
there can't be any entity that will come and say, but you've done that to swimming South Africa. Why us are you returning us? So I'm also saying, because also even the issues that the department and even SASCOC, they are also not aware. How can we engage on the report that the department also even SASCOC is not aware of the They didn't even follow the the protocol it shows that there is something there is something which is wrong regarding the entity swimming swimming south africa i think maybe can we just conclude by saying we've set our own rules and then we conclude on this matter thank you chair thank you honorable members at last now uh, honorable members uh, we i do agree with you and I didn't want to take decision out of uh, uh, the uh, contribution of honorable members. We've done this in several uh, entities, even last week, about uh, two presentation, even from from uh, in our own uh, committee secretariat. We didn't entertain that, so. Uh, thank you. And uh, th- this is so strange that uh, uh, the reason that this report was not uh, with us and it's worse with the department and SASCOC that they can't be given a report. So uh, let, let, let's, let, let me also be binded by the decision of this committee. Report came late but now it's no longer a verbal report. Maybe we can advise them that they must go back, follow the the protocols, and then uh, we'll check uh, that uh, when uh, the the administrators of ours uh, can uh, recycle this report, because it has a very sensitive issue of sexual harassment of, of children, which... Uh, you know, this month, uh, it's not only this month we've been asking as women of South Africa that this question of gender violence, uh, it must be um, uh, 360 days, not just only November. Uh, we we do uh, keen to get what really happened. So I'm pleading that they must follow the protocols. And then as a committee now, we do have a report and uh, they must follow the protocols. Thank you, honorable members. Uh, now, uh, the leadership of uh, Swim South Africa, uh, Swimming South Africa, uh, we are apologizing uh, to you if you were not aware that this uh, this committee and all committees of parliament, they need to read, they need to get the information in time. I'm suspecting this is not only this committee, but uh, we want to have facts when we are interrogating your presentation. So by those words, please do as uh, we are asking as this committee also is doing oversight. I thank you. Honorable members, uh, we've done 
uh, with this. Uh, now we are going to to the department that they must do a overview uh, in order that the briefing officers must follow. Thank you, honourable members. Uh, we are releasing you, uh, Mr. Sean, Mr. Allen. I'm suspecting you did hear uh, what we are assisting you about. Um, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, again, uh, greetings to the Honorable Members of the Committee on Sport, Arts and Culture, to the Deputy Minister, uh, Mafu, as well as to the President of SASCOC and his delegation, and, uh, to, my, and uh, to my colleagues. In the meeting, Honorable Chairperson, I've got Ubawam Tobi Chamzache, of course, DDJ Sumana Khan, despite the challenges he has, DDJ Mandesa, as well as um, the Chief of Staff in the Minister's Office, uh, Mr. Low, as well as Sivuile um, uh, in the DM's Office, and then uh, the, the Lisa Khan, the Chief Director, uh, because the DDG um, um, could not be here with us, um, and that is DDG Kumalo. And the chairperson, just for the record, may I request that uh, at 11 be released um, because of the other um, agent matter uh, that requires um, my agent attention and uh, could not be shifted in any other way. Honorable chairperson, we have um, uh, the overview, uh, maybe the, to foreground this, is to indicate that um, when the Team SA came back, um, and then the president, as well as uh, the minister, convened a meeting for the department to engage with SASCOC to reflect how best to deal with the issue of a review. So this presentation focuses mainly on that process uh, that then uh, we would outline as a high-level overview. We will deal with the issue of um, and naturally, what is SASCOC mandate, particularly in reference to uh, making sure that uh, they prepare Team SA, uh, because I think the members are aware of what is a full SASCOC mandate. Then the engagements with the um, uh, SASCOC uh, prior to the departure uh, for the Team SA. And then, of course, there were funding issues uh, that we just share uh, with the committee. And then the key matters uh, prior to Tokyo, and then the post-games engagements that have happened uh, to date, and then um, the intended roadmap towards the Tokyo review, as well as then currently what is the state of transfers, and uh, that is earmarked for, for, for SASCOC. So just to recap, Chairperson, in terms of Section 2, Subsection 1 of the National Sport and Recreation Act, and we know that that is how SASCOC is established uh, in terms of the legal mandate. And among then the key areas of their responsibility is a bullet three that is of, of note for now. And that is the issue of the responsible for amongst other things, the delivery of Team SA uh, at the multi-coded international competitions or games, uh, such as Olympics, Paralympics, Commonwealth Games. If we then move to the next slide, 
um, it doesn't seem to be moving. I will, uh, however, proceed um, from my side. So the next slide, uh, Chairperson, just indicates then um, the issue of the pre-Tokyo 2020 processes. Just to highlight here that uh, prior to the Tokyo 2020, we had regular engagements um, regarding preparations and readiness of the team. And uh, my side, uh, leading the team as well as uh, the acting CEO, Mr. Ravikovina, leading the team from the side of, uh, of SASCOC. In these meetings, we were getting then the updates about team readiness, including, among others, the issue of asking that we be provided with demographics of the team. The department then also had an agreement that was concluded with SASCOG in line with Section 3A of the Sport and Recreation Act. This particular section enjoins the Confederation that it must have an agreement, service level agreement with the department relating to functions assigned to it. So therefore, department then had to avail financial support to the value of 7.4 million rand towards preparation of the team. And, and then the next slide, Chairperson, uh, talks to the funding uh, conditions. Uh, we supported uh, uh, SASCOC in terms of the Tokyo 2020 South African Olympic and Paralympic team. This was a budget specifically earmarked for athletes and teams ranked top 10 in the world and those with a proven track record of meddling or having what we called as we were engaging with SASCOC, what we regard as medal hopefuls. So that was the intention to focus on that so that we are able to have, to send a team that we are hoping will bring us greater success in terms of the medals based on those hope, medal hopefuls. So Shaskog then did present to us a list of athletes and teams in this regard, of which was 12 as Olympic potential medalists, as 16 Paralympian potential medalists. What we noted in our engagement um, is that um, um, prior to the Olympic and Paralympic, um, there were the following key issues uh, that the team being sent to the Olympics should be the most competitive with the potential of returning with medals, that the team numbers should have been kept at a minimum uh, so that we do not have a large team. I think. Uh, the president and the delegation will talk to that because that is one of the issues that uh, we, we had a difference of opinion around the size of the team based on the hope that we'll send the medal hopefuls. But uh, Saskok explained their reasons for a different approach. Then the team uh, should be representative of demographics of the country. And I think, Honorable Chairperson, you will see that the demographics as uh, provided just on percentages for parallel, for Olympics alone, the majority, 56%, were mainly our white counterparts, um, and 44% uh, was blacks in general combined. And then in Paralympics, it was 67% mainly white, and then 33% blacks in general combined. So the issue of demographics remained an issue of great uh, concern around the composition of the team. 
but also we then said the general selection eligibility criteria adopted by SASCOC at the General Assembly on the 9th of June 2018 was reported to have enabled SASCOC then to tighten specific policies to make the selection more stringent than the International Olympic Committee and the International Federation Qualifications Criteria. This was then aimed at helping South Africa have a very powerful competitive team. However, later in 2019, there was an indication that this uh, criteria has been uh, changed and relaxed. And this resulted then in a larger size of the team. Then finally, Chairperson is just to say that uh, has SASCOG, as I have indicated in terms of the mandate, they prepared the team, they delivered the team to the Olympics, and that the federations are responsible for the development, selection, and preparation of athletes. And it was agreed that then department and SASCOG, we will engage once they have returned from the Olympics and the Paralympics. This indeed did take place. Minister and the president of SASCOC um, met and then they directed on the way forward that we must follow in order to review performance of the Team SA. In this meeting, then a technical team has been established between ourselves and the SASCOC. This working group has formulated then the terms of reference which refers to the independent reviewer to be identified and appointed by SASCOG, so that the review of the purpose of the team is quite objective and is able to assist us on how to improve going forward. This will then ensure confidentiality, anonymity, but also reduce bias and intimidating factors when Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic participants give feedback. SASCOG indicated this is their normal process that they would follow to make sure that all stakeholders who have a voice and a view on how team performed uh, will do. So it's a two-stage process uh, that allows enable SASCO to follow their process and then thereafter engage with the department and which then the report will be presented and this will then be to analyze the team performance, evaluate the degree of success as well as to evaluate the debrief from athletes, coaches, managers, federations, special groups as per the classification and identification that uh, SASCOC leadership would have identified. So this will also then help to indicate what were the contributing factors for performance, um, which we have all agreed that was um, just far below par and something dramatic needs to be done to change this. So also then to reduce what recommendations for the development of strategy towards 2028, to compile a report that will be presented then to the department. So that is what the independent review panel will do. When it comes to the budgets, just at a high level, Chairperson, let's just indicate that um, SASCOG is still to submit then the compliance documents such as audited financial statements for 2020-21 financial year. SASCOG tend to also submit the final report April to September, the 2021 reports. And we are having the budget allocated in terms of the medium term expenditure framework as follows. 2021, 2022, 11.7, 2022, 23 at 12 million, and then 2023, 24 at 12 million again.
Honorable Chairperson, I ask to rest in my case in presenting and taking you on the overview of how we've been engaging with SASPOC and with regard to preparing for the review of the team's performance at the Olymp Tokyo Olympics. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, DG. Uh, honorable members, let me give uh, the opportunity to the president of SASCOC uh, when will be the, the deliberations will be with the, the two uh, uh, presentation. I'm suspecting that is when then uh, the, the department, our DM uh, will be part of the deliberation of answering, assisting when honorable members are asking questions. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, President of Saskogo. We are welcoming you in this meeting of today. And uh, if you can introduce your delegation, uh, uh, it, it can be in order. We are welcoming you. Thank you, um, Chairperson, and um, good morning to um, the Deputy Minister, um, and then also to the members of the Portfolio Committee. Um, the members who of the, of the SASCO board who cannot make it to this meeting um, through various reasons, mainly business and, and work commitments, are Landile Similani, Mapule Mukwena, Ayanda Ngobu, Dr. Debbie Alexander, Anand Singh, who is not around, Condice Nguenia, Muki Hrobler, Ilan Grunewald, who's on leave. And with us, we have Hotsu Mukwena, um, Kim Popel, myself, um, Patient Chikombana, as well as Leon um, Fleischer. Um, and waiting for Mr. Governor, he was at the airport um, and then he is going to link up as soon as he can. So those that's our delegation. Um, 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 Chairperson. Now let me ask, we have sent in a presentation, so I'll ask Ms. Patient Chikombana, our, our Chief Operation Officer, to um, go through that presentation with you, please. Good, good, good morning, uh, Chairperson. Uh, Thank you, President, for the opportunity. Good morning um, to the Honorable Deputy Minister, members of the Portfolio Committee. Um, okay, can I request Zolaga to um, put the presentation on? As I continue to also greet our DG uh, and our colleagues from the department. Next slide, please. As, as indicated actually uh, from the presentation of the DG is that uh, this is it's more of a presentation in terms of uh, uh, both the Olympic and Paralympic Games report. Uh, but uh, as said that we're going to uh, have a, a bigger session in terms of putting a, a full or comprehensive report in terms of uh, the games, but also a way forward in looking at the upcoming Olympic and Paralympic Games. Um, uh, Honourable Chair, uh, in terms of Olympic team, uh, in terms of team general uh, manage, uh, team general management, the chef de mission was myself, 
And then I have the deputy chef, uh, Mr. Luan Fleiser, who's currently our acting uh, high uh, performance general manager. And then we had our CMO, uh, Dr. Patubu Shezoni, but he also uh, was also responsible as a COVID liaison officer as per the request or the process from uh, Tokyo mm -hmm. Jewish Energy. We had the chief physio, uh, chief physio Mr. Dan Zeke, and then we had our press attaché being Ms. Brown Roots. Next slide. And then in terms of Paralympic, uh, we had Leon Fleisser as, as the chef de mission. We had Vicky Fleisser as deputy uh, chef de mission. Uh, our chief medical officer there was Dr. Carolette Clute. Also, Dr. Carolette Clute, uh, when we came back as Paralympic team, then she had to take over issues of the COVID liaison. And then we had Dr. Siabonga Gunene as a chief physiotherapist. And then Browning uh, remained as a press attache for the Paralympic team. Uh, opening ceremony and closing ceremony, uh, you all saw it. It was on the 23rd of July, 2021. In terms of our flag bearers, we had um, the captain, uh, vice cap uh, the hockey women's vice captain as one of the flag bearers. Uh, together with Chad the Close, who were the ones that were killing our flag at the opening ceremony. And then in the closing ceremony, which was on the 8th of August, um, we had Anos Jogodwana, one of our track and field athlete, a three-time Olympian, who was then the flag bearer for the closing ceremony. In terms of Paralympic uh, uh, Games opening and closing ceremony, uh, we had Charles Dutoy, our multiple uh, gold medalists who, and, and Khotato Mujane, who were the flag bearers. And then in terms of the closing ceremony on the 5th of September, we had um, Luzan Kuze, who brought us back a silver and bronze in the uh, Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. In terms of the overview, I'm just going to talk, to talk you through the selection policies, meetings that we had with national federations, meetings that we had with all the code managers that were appointed by the participating national federations, and also in terms of our delegation registration meeting that we had with Tokyo 2020. In terms of selection policies, uh, I think the, 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 the DG has uh, basically spoken about this briefly in, in his presentation. Um, Saskok in, in November 2019, they had a meeting where <clears throat> they changed the uh, the, the, the agreed uh, selection criteria that was uh, approved, be approved before, and they agreed that it must be changed, that whoever that qualifies to go to the Olympic Games, it must be it must be based on the IOC, on the IPC, and also the International Federation Selection Criteria for 2020, uh, 2022, both Olympic and Paralympic Games. We also ensured in terms of our preparation, that we have one-on-one -on -one meetings with all our national federations. And this process started in uh, November 2018, and it ended uh, uh, this year in March 2021. Obviously, in these meetings, that's where we discuss issues such as policy documents, uh, preparation plans for, for, for the various uh, teams from those federations, the long lists that they need to give us in terms of potential athletes that they think they're going to qualify as per the selection policy. Um, also them looking at their own selection policies because selection policies are not the same in terms of various uh, national federations. Also, they had we, we had to discuss issues around their training camps as they prepare towards to go to the Olympic Games. 
And obviously, lastly, was also issue around uh, their competition clothing because it's important that our athletes must have a competition wear that suits them and makes them to be comfortable whenever they go and participate. And if we also ask to provide us with um, areas, where, areas where they'll think uh, they'll have their pre-training uh, camps or pre-games before they, the before going to Olympic or Paralympic Games. We also then have code managers meeting. Um, and the, the one that we had for Olympic Games was 18 June 2021. Uh, in that meeting, obviously, after the federations have appointed uh, their code managers, was for us to uh, give them an update on issues of uh, how far are we with preparation, uh, issues of logistics, because uh, the code manager's responsibility, they are part of team management. So we all have to make sure that our athletes and uh, their officials are all sorted in terms of all things that are needed. So in this meeting also we had an opportunity that the chief medical officer had to present and highlight the key thing around issues of COVID and some of the medical support that is going to be provided to them and also issues of physiotherapists in terms of uh, what they'll expect when they get to the games. Pre-holding camps, um, it, it has been a norm for for us as an organization to host such things, uh, such uh, camps before we, put, we depart for the games. But you know, due to COVID, uh, we did not hold any uh, holding camp for the whole team that had qualified to go to the games. But we did, however, allow some of our federations that wanted to do the training, uh, the pre-games to do that. So that was going to be a separate one and they had to go into their own bubble in terms of having that. And in that instance, we had both rowing and also rugby sevens uh, having those pre-games training in, in Japan. Delegation registration meeting uh, in the main, uh, uh, Madam Chairperson and the, and, the, and the honorable members, it's more where we go and confirm in terms of how many of our athletes are we going to be um, confirming to participate in the games. So we had our DRM, it's called DRM, we had our DRM uh, on the 11th of July in Tokyo. Um, and also the one for Paralympic was held on the 17th of August. Uh, and attendees into this um, DRMs, it was the chef demission, deputy chef demission, the general team management, together with the chief medical officer. Um, in these meetings, uh, all relevant operational and logistical issues, that's where these aspects are discussed. And also they are able to finally conclude on our allotment for the team in terms of accommodation and what kind of cars are we going to be allocated and all that as a team. Next slide. In terms of the uh, uh, team essay structure around who are the people that are responsible of making sure that the team's welfare and well-being is taken care of, uh, it, it's a chef demission who becomes the head of delegation. Um, and then obviously supported by the chief medical officer. And then you, had, you have your, your press attache and then you have a general team management, others that are supporting us in terms of making sure that logistics and athlete services are taken care of. And then you have code managers who their main responsibility is, is making sure that the athletes together with uh, the coach in terms of the technical issues all are sorted. Uh, this is uh, the, the, the team for Olympic Games we had 180 total of athletes that uh, went to the games. Uh, males were 118, and then female we had 62. And then in terms of demographics, we had 45 uh, of black athletes, African black athletes, 
we had three which were Indian, and then we had one on one white, and we had 31 which were colored. Uh, the, the, the DJ has already indicated the whole issue about demographics in terms of the team. Paralympic Games. In terms of the Paralympic, Paralympic demographics, uh, the total number um, for the team size was 36 athletes. We had 22 male with 14 um, uh, females. And in terms of the demographics, African blacks was eight, Indian we had one, and then white was 24 and colored were three. On issues of logistics that we had to manage as the as team management, it was issues around vaccinations, which I'm going to talk through later, uh, flights, breakaways, activity plans, issues of safeguarding, water Adele course, uh, SA team uh, outfitting, our travel to Tokyo, and the departure from the game village and ground transport when we're in Tokyo. In terms of a vaccination, a majority of our team members uh, were vaccinated, uh, even though some of the athletes and officials opted not to take the vaccines. But the reason was because uh, in terms of the uh, IOC uh, and IPC, uh, the issue of taking vaccines was uh, not mandatory for us to be able to go to the Olympic Games. In terms of numbers uh, for the Olympic, uh, for Team South Africa, we had around 457 that were vaccinated. It was compulsory for Team SA to do PCR test uh, based on the regulations that uh, 70, we must do a 72 hours test uh, and also um, the 48 hours before their travel to Tokyo. And they needed to produce this negative test result at the airport and both departure and arri arrivals is what we had to do in terms of all this PSR. PECR test. Uh, departures, as per the norm, um, we, we, if there's a time difference, like the time difference that we had with, Tok uh, with Tokyo, uh, the team should have been award, uh, afforded an opportunity to arrive at least 14 days before so that they can be able to adjust. Uh, but unfortunately, due to issues of COVID, uh, in the playbook that was developed by the IOC, uh, the only thing that they agreed was that we could only arrive seven days before the competition. So our departures to go to Tokyo, it was staggered based on the competition um, um, schedule of each and every athlete that was going to the event. So our athletes only traveled uh, in groups based on when they're supposed to arrive. And also when it's finished, they're given that 40 hour, 40, 48 hours to be able to go back home. And most uh, uh, of the team members used to airlines, which was Qatar Airways and Ethiopian Airlines. And I must uh, say to this one that unfortunately, uh, due to some of our borders that were closed, these were the only airlines that were operating at the time. Breakaways, um, uh, it's, it's a norm that we we have uh, some of our athletes that are not necessarily here in South Africa. Some of them are based in Europe, some of them are based in America and uh, other Australia. So we usually have a breakaway where we'll ask our national federations to take care of this. So what we do, we then afford uh, all those athletes that are not based in the country an amount of the ticket that we'll be paying for athletes to go to Tokyo. So each athlete uh, who's a breakaway then was given a 14,000 for them to be able to make arrangements for their flight, for them to be able to go to the games. Also, we are required uh, as per the playbook that each and every individual that was going to go to Tokyo to have an activity plan. And that activity plan, they needed uh, it two weeks before. 
And the reason it was because a Japan government wanted to really manage the whole issue of, of COVID. And they really needed to make sure that Tokyo um, Olympic Games or Paralympic Games doesn't become one of the widespread of the pandemic. Safeguarding, um, with, with all issues that are mushrooming around issues of safeguarding, uh, it became a serious concern for the leadership of SASCOC. And a decision was, was then taken that there's no member of Team South Africa that is going to go to Olympic and Paralympic Games without uh, doing the safeguarding course. So what, what was agreed was that each and every athlete and officials, they had to do a compulsory online safeguarding awareness course. And then in terms of uh, team managers, that is your code managers and, and, and coaches, uh, then they had to do a designated safeguarding office training uh, program. So all, all of our um, team members had to do that course. It was a two days one, which was done on the 26th to 27th of June, 2021. And this in mainly, it was for us to make sure that we're not uh, taking uh, officials that really have got criminal records and all that. And thus it was important that uh, the company that was helping us had to do the vetting and check that all officials that we have are officials that do not have any criminal charges against them. And then also it was a requirement in terms of anti-doping that each and every uh, team member to both Olympic and Paralympic Games, they do a WADA Adele course. Uh, in the main on this one, it was more about uh, awareness and educating us in terms of what are the requirements around issues of anti-doping. And all of us had to go through and have an understanding of uh, anti-doping before we depart and arrive in Tokyo. As you are aware, uh, Chairperson and Honourable uh, Members, uh, Team South Africa uh, uh, was spon sponsored by Mr. Price uh, uh, Sport uh, in terms of the clothing. Um, and, and, and we must confirm that most of the athletes loved the clothing that was received from, from Mr. Price. And, and obviously the opening ceremony, uh, the design that uh, uh, we're wearing, it was done by three young Devon designers. Uh, which was an African-inspired outfit. Mm -hmm. And then we also had Oakley providing athletes with sunglasses and also had footwear uh, for the opening, opening ceremony, which was uh, provided by Felt School. Travel to Tokyo, um, I, I think I've spoken to this one that uh, it was staggered um, and obviously the breakaway they had to do their traveling on their own. And I think I've spoken to that. We can go to the next one. Next slide, please. Departures from the game village, as we, as I said earlier, as a rule, athletes and officials had to leave for eight hours after the competition of the of the completion of their events, and and due to lack of flights, some athletes had to stay longer than intended. Uh, as I indicated earlier, that the problem was that we had very limited flights um, from that side coming back uh, home, even even going to Tokyo. Uh, at that time. Ground transport, um, we had dedicated sports specific buses that were scheduled between the venues and the village. Uh, the buses were efficient and members could arrive timelessly for their training and the competition. We also had reliable buses between the airport and Games Village on arrival and departures of our athletes. And then also the uh, National Olympic Committee, which is our service, or National Paralympic Committee, were also given dedicated cars that were available for us to be able to um, 
make sure that uh, when we need to travel around the competition venues, we've got that access. And then also we had one vehicle uh, given to our cycling team uh, because it was important, for example, when they're doing their uh, road cycling, that they have a car. In terms of results, um, in terms of Olympic Games, we brought back three medals. Uh, it was two silvers, uh, medals, and one gold. And 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 both the medals won. Uh, two was from Tatiana, and one was from uh, um, uh, oh, can I forget her name? I'll, I'll just remember the second, the the one from from Sefi. Bianca. Uh, Bianca, Bianca, yes, Bianca. Um, and then in Paralympic Games, we 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 had uh, two bronze, one silver, and we brought back four gold medals and one world record. We also had a world record from uh, Olympic Games from Tatiana as well. And then in terms of um, how many have made it into the finals for Olympic Games, we had uh, seven athletes that made it to the finals. Uh, and in terms of our medal tally as a country, uh, we're position number 52 as Team South Africa. And then in terms of Paralympic Games, we had 14 of our athletes that made it to the finals. And also in terms of the Team SA in the country, medal tally were in position 34. Uh, th this is just to show in terms of the uh, sport that uh, we had in swimming, we had uh, Tatiana who got gold in 200 meters backstroke, and she also had a world record on that one. We also again had Tatiana giving us a silver uh, in 100 meters breakstroke, and then we had silver, uh, we had silver from surfing from uh, Bianca Wittendach. Paralympic Games in terms of the sport that brought us medals um, mainly were from athletics and 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 cycling. So in athletics, we had um, our golden boy Umatlangu uh, uh, who who got a, a gold in um, long jump, and it was also a world record. And also got gold in two hundred meters. We had uh, Andrew Veyers who also got gold in athletics in four hundred meters. And then we had uh, in cycling, uh, we also had gold from, um, we call him Peter Parasi, uh, his name is Nicolas uh, Dupris uh, in the time trial event, where he also got us a gold. And then in terms of silver, we had Lausanne Kutsie uh, on uh, 1,500 meters, we got a silver. And then we also had um, Erasmus Badenhorst, who got a silver in 1,500 as well. And then in terms of bronze, uh, we had a bronze again from uh, Luzanne Kutsia on marathon uh, with, her with her guide, and then we also had a bronze from Sarah James on 400 meters. Right, uh, in terms of closing remarks, uh, uh, Madam Chairperson and Honorable Members, I think the, D the DJ has alluded to uh, the team that has been put together after the uh, Honourable Minister had a meeting with our Honourable President, uh, and we are working uh, hard on that report. And then once it has been done, I think we'll be able then to provide an update in terms of how we're progressing on that report. And um, I, th I think I think that that's the last slide, um, uh, Honourable Chair and President. I don't know if there's anything else that you need to to add, uh, but I must also check if Leon. Is there anything from your side that you might have left out? But I'm going to submit uh, on the note, uh, Honorable Chairperson.
patients have been asking you that you must show your face and then oh, okay. seemingly uh, you, you didn't hear me. No, I did not, ma'am. My apologies. My sincere apologies, ma'am. Yes. Okay, you can you can switch off and can now your, your okay. camera because also the <laughs> network the network is bad, but would love that anyone who's speaking just show her or his face and then to know who is that person. Uh, uh, Honorable the President, do you want to say something uh, before I'm I'm giving to the honorable members? Is a, any addition from your team, from your good self? No, no ma'am. We will take questions. Okay. Honorable members, uh, now is the time that we must engage. You must, we must engage with the presentations, starting with the, including the, the, the first one, a, a, a briefing overview from the department. I'm seeing Honorable Zondi, Honorable Malomani in that order. Uh, thank you, Honorable, uh, Honorable M. Shongo. Uh, thank you, Honorable Members. So far, I'm still having this Honorable Van Dyke. Oh, let me write it down. Thank you, Honorable Members. Honorable Zondi. Thanks, Honorable Chair. Uh, uh, and honorable members, uh, I wish to welcome the, the presentation by Sasbok. Uh, I have a few questions, Chair. Uh, maybe comments will, 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 will come later, but for now I have just a few questions. The first one is that, Chair, <clears throat> South in your understanding, uh, what is the role of the department in your existence? In your understanding, what is their role? The second one, Chair, uh, is that was not odd that Team South Africa representing the country was not wearing the colors of the, 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 the country in the opening ceremony, was it? not odd to you as the leadership of SASCO. The third one, Chair, how do you compare Team South Africa's performance with the other African counterparts, not the third world countries? The last one, Chair, is transformation part of your agenda? in the development and selection of the teams towards any competition. I'm talking about chair. I just want to emphasize development and selection. If the answer is yes, where are you in terms of your long-term plan? Thank you, honorable member Sondi. Honorable Malomani. Thank you, Chair. Let me also join in welcoming the overview presentation from the department and the presentation from SASCOC. Chair, 
Let me firstly also speak on the issue that Honorable Zondi spoke about, the issue of comparison between the teams of that are African nations. If you can check on the issue of Kenya, they had 40, they've sent 40 athletes, but they came out with 10 medals. Jamaica, it was 46 athletes. They've came out with nine. South Africa, 179 athletes, but we came out with three medals. And also, I just want to find out what could be the reason for the poor performance in, in the Olympics. And the other question was that, was sending this large team going to assist in getting medals? And now we've sent a large team, but we came out with three medals. I just want to check on the issue because they're speaking about the issue of the relaxation of their criteria. The department has advised them not to send this large team to the Olympics, but because of their outcome of their AGM, the just a moment, just a moment, Honorable Maloman. I'm suspecting if it's not TV, there are people who are talking behind you. Try to switch off any other thing in order that we must not hear that echo. Uh, thank you, Honorable Member. Go on. My, my apology, Chair, for that. Okay. I just want to check on their relaxation of their criteria vis-a-vis -vis the outcome that we came with. On my view, because there are certain issues where they said, if you've got money, you can pay your ticket, they will come back. What about those who didn't have money, but they were willing to go and represent South Africa on the issue of affordability? This thing, does it become a, a, a challenge when it comes to those who are previously disadvantaged from their backgrounds? when it comes to the issue of saying if you've got money, you can travel to Jamaica and represent, or to travel to the Olympics or travel wherever and represent Team South Africa. I just want to find out on that issue. The other issue that I want to speak about is also the issue of the, of the uniform. I'm also concerned about the issue of the uniform. Why didn't they use the... The, the team, they, they know that we've got colors that we're using on sports when we're representing South Africa. Why didn't they use those colors? They opted to use, they are saying it's an African, I don't know whether it's African print of, or what they, they've mentioned that one. So I just want to know why didn't they use that one. The other thing I just want to ask, the relationship between SASCOC and the department, how is the relationship? I am expecting that SASCOC can respond on this issue and the department might also respond in that issue. And the issue of, of the SASCOC, I just want to find out because there are issues on slide 10 about the issue to still, you need to still uh, I, I submit the compliance document and you never submitted so far the audited financial statements and other documents that were supposed to, to, to submit. And I also just want to find out, is your financial year, I don't know whether you call it a financial year or what, 
Is it the same as the financial year of the department? And how does it affect on the issue of funding if it is not on the same par with the department or financial year? I know under the department is from April to March. I just want to find out your financial year because if there are things that have not submitted, the compliance that is still need to be submitted, it doesn't it make it difficult for the department when it's supposed to do e-funding or when it's supposed to do issues of the auditor general. Does it, it affect the department now? Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Malomane. Honorable Mshongo. <coughs> Mute, mute, honorable. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Technology nearly failed me. I want to welcome the presentation and uh, noting the comments of my colleague. Uh, Chair, I wanted to not compare with the issue of clothes. I think clothes were better off compared to 2016. They were better better off uh, compared to 2016. I'm not there. I wanted to find out and now I want to concur with my colleague. What is the reason for us to have a large team? Is it for exposure? Is it for us to win medal? Or is it for holiday? One of the things that I wanted to find out, why we have funds, which is uh, earmarked for the game of Tokyo, but paid via trust fund or trust, uh, sport trust. Why that fund is not directly paid to SASCOC? What is the a, a duty, or why are they doubting SASCOC ability as a bona fide? Why is that money going to SPOTRUST? Will SPOTRUST use fund in the future as well? Another issue that I wanted to find out is regarding Zulman uh, recommendation, the Zulman report. What members do not earn allowance, or are they now earning allowance? as per the recommendation of Zulman, because what I know is that only for when they have four board meetings, what is the current status of paying board members allowance? How much are they getting? When are we going to have a full-time CEO? Can we have an ETA? When are they going to advertise? What is the plan? And we have funding for that. Considering uh, issues yellow data, Lobegas visa, a media guy, Ukondisa, he's a member. I've asked this, and maybe you'll direct me before he's, he's on the platform. I don't think it's advisable for me to ask this. Can I ask him just to recuse himself for now? He's on the platform. Ukondisa. Because procedurally, I cannot ask questions while the member is on the platform. He's not on the platform. Oh, he's not. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I've been asking this guy. He started misleading us. He was a journalist. Later, he's a member of the board. It shows good the Sascocks are mafias, or they lead in mafia style. He was later uh, uh, elected to the board. I wanted to find out regarding why he was just a, a, a businessman, because there's plus minus 600,000 which was paid to him. Now he's a board member, he's earning monthly allowances. When will Sascoc uh, uh, 
decide or clean that mess which happened, which there was a contrary to the legal advice which you've received regarding Condesa uh, out of court settlement. The funds from which he was given, which must be investigated. I think I need a total report on that. How far are we while he was a member because he received, not a member of the board, but just a, a staff member and he was having business with Saskok. What is the status quo of that? I wanted to find out regarding source that you've used and you've paid ISAC, Olympic, IPC. What, was that intended for towards athlete or that money was intended for something else? Thank you, Chair, for now. Thank you, Honorable Fanzik. Thank you, Chair. Thank you also for the presentation. My um, first question to Saskop is um, Can you confirm whether a second doctor within the Danes had Namibian accreditation, but said with the SIT? If so, and who paid for his expenses and did he fly business class? Then, with regards to the safeguarding, um, uh, I'm really disappointed that uh, swimming in South Africa wasn't prepared and um, the breeding was to be by Saskatchewan as well as swimming in South Africa. So um, my first question is, um, I want to confirm, um, does Saskatchewan screen national purchase for history of sexual crimes prior to them accompanying uh, athletes to Olympic Games as well as other international competitions? Um, yes. Does Saskatchewan have a sex offender register for coaches? Will SASCOP make available the police um, clearance certificates to the committee for each of the coaches and administrators or the staff that were to go to the Olympic Games? Um, I also want, on this note, um, just want to know how Mr. Graham Neal's health is now. I heard that he was unable to attend the Tokyo Games because of high uh, blood pressure. And in general, I want to know, has he been screened, not only for possible inclusion to attend the Olympics, but in general as head coach? And if um, can that outcome be made available? In, um, on the suspects, uh, safeguarding policy and protocols, I want to know how far to come with that um, uh, with regards to the federations. Um, I believe that SASCOP, uh, the safeguarding committee, only had one meeting in the past year. Why is that? Um, uh, and I also want to know how conductive can it be? And how serious uh, is SASCOP really about safeguarding um, athlete, uh, athletes if this is the case? Um, maybe SASCOP can also respond to the committee on how the, this body assists victims of sexual abuse in sports. Um, some of them feature in the public domain um, because the body is very really quiet on this. And then um, to the department, I want to know whether the department might also be launching its own investigation into allegations of sexual abuse in federations. We've got Swimming South Africa, Gymnastics South Africa, as well as, as netball. And um, I think if this is a, if we're really serious about abuse in sport, then we should um, start to act and um, show that we, we are. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. There was a, very, a noise, something behind you, uh, because I know that you always have a problem of network. I didn't want to stop you. Uh, Honorable uh, Dennis. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, um, thank you for the presentations to Saskok and the department. Chairperson, uh, um, Pre-Olympics preparation 
structures participation at the Olympics um, by all athletes under COVID-19 was obviously extremely difficult. And I think one must have an understanding for that, that they went there under these uh, conditions that the whole world had to participate in. And we managed to, to get through that um, processes and participate. Um, Chairperson, I think the results that we need further detail on uh, and discussion on at, at a later stage points to to the foundational face of sports in our country, in our communities. And I want to ask the question, when is that memorandum of understanding with the Department of Education going to be signed and implemented, which is part of that foundational phase that I referred to? And then chairperson, the budget provided by government and particularly the private sector, because I heard the minister speaking about incentives, tax incentives for companies who want to sponsor the sport. So I think that that is an issue that we need to interrogate and follow up what the minister saying. Um, and then the department's own program of mass participation, which brings me to the, also to the foundational phase of sports. Um, and then lastly, Chairperson, the, the sports entities, which are, if I listen to the previous members, the last member, the, the sports entities' governance structures and board structures, leadership structures at national level, they are struggling to lead by example. They're struggling to lead, by example, to the provinces and the local sports bodies. So hence, I'm not surprised you know, that we are struggling to make our mark at the international level. Uh, where we once were uh, much better off um, previous uh, two, three Olympics back. So we, we, we were slipping. And, and, and my question just is that when are we going to unpack that part that um, was presented to us, including transformation in sports, um, where every single person must have the same opportunity at the foundational phase? Um, when are we going to have that discussion, Chairperson? Um, Thank you very much, Chairperson, for the opportunity. Thank you, Honorable Dennis, Honorable Adams. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes, Honorable Member. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you to the Department and uh, SASCO for the presentation. Chairperson, um, my first question will be on SASCOC's opening ceremony and the closing uh, ceremony. My worry, Chairperson, is that SASCOC didn't mention what happened at the Games, which is South Africans on speaking. The South Africa relay strategy between the team in the relay, or do SASCO think that uh, what had expired there was not important? Let me take them back on what had happened. The Tokyo 2020 South Africa relay tragedy, the team that consists was uh, Shadrick, Akani, Clarence, and shown and gift. There was a relay between them. Um, Clarence ran into the second leg 
person which was shown and he was not able to pass the baton over to the to him from the incoming athlete and the outgoing athlete due to that they couldn't finish and that was the two that really was traumatized the third one uh, shedrick conveyed the runner and uh, akani the fourth runner uh, for me is it all over the tv and, and media platforms it was well outspoken on what had happened but never in the report uh, sasko mentioned that uh, i wanted sasko to explain to the committee why is it not captured in that report i thank you chairperson sorry chairperson sorry chairperson yes can, can i quickly come in chairperson yes yes honorable member and i also uh, uh, um, note that um, in one of the the the, the okay no uh, they mentioned no sponsors my question is how long before you planning did you try to seek for uh, sponsors chairperson i thank you uh, thank thank you honorable uh, uh, adams may also uh, uh, take an opportunity to raise some few questions um let me thank the the department to present uh, their side of understanding and can also thank the president of saskok to come with the delegation to come and um brief us i've noticed that um, there are only four sport sporting codes uh, which had a black athlete representation at olympics it was athletics soccer rugby and hockey out of 19 different sports uh, codes why is it still a challenge for african athletes to be part of other sporting codes are federations making an effort to make sport more inclusive for all demographics uh, do they assist you sasco and do you have any plan of a uh, looking at this uh, how was the plan uh, for this olympics different from the previous olympics what were the main challenges what are the lessons going forward in order to be more successful in 2024 i'm raising these things because uh, as you are seeing uh the the relaxation of criteria which you took in your agm and the the biggest delegation and ended up not achieving and hoping that uh, as each department was presenting uh saying that they've noticed the limitations and those limitations surely we are still here wanting that 
um, post games engagement. Uh, you suppose you supposed to by this time uh, have a plan. Uh, your plan with um, hey, this. Uh, you have said uh, even the department. You are going to have a team of looking at that. We appreciate, but uh, wish that the development of sport and this problem of transformation, when you look at, I'm not saying that you must walk up having uh, the 50-50. The it can depend uh, on the development of, uh, in, of the sport sporting codes or of the federation that are assisted by them suspecting you also have a role to play as SASCO to monitor this. But what um, I must say is that also uh, with with you, you know that last time uh, when uh, you were supposed uh, to have um, the kit for for athletics, uh, they were just not a track suit in a, a, a good uh, looking standard. And even then it was an issue. But uh, now as a former netball player, uh, even in during apartheid in Bantu stands, uh, uh, time, when is an opening of games, each and every state, uh, they, they always show their colors of their country. It was only our country that didn't have that. Uh, some of us, we did congratulate uh, that at least the women that were given the task that they must have a chance of having to do uh, the kit for uh, our our athletes uh, as an empowerment, but I'm I'm not sure. Uh, it was a very relaxing uh, kit uh, that maybe after the day of the opening uh, they can be relaxed, but. Uh, now, on an open day, uh, seeing our South Africans not showing uh, our flag, uh, I've, I've had uh, patients that uh, also saying that they were comfortable as to see that. Uh, uh, yes, it was nice prints, but prints but did you forget that you were presenting the country called South Africa? Uh, some of us uh, who used to be players, uh, we don't feel uh, that you did think uh, correctly. E even other sport codes uh, will be seeing them whenever they are going. They, they, there were colors uh, all there, you will see them. Uh, wearing the colors of uh, their country. I don't think that as individual like other members that they were saying they were not happy, it need to be corrected.
in order that we must not have again this noise 2024 uh, thinking that all is well i don't think all was well in order that we must not repeat always the the, the other time it was just some uh, queries even uh, in the media and you the apology from former president of Saskok uh, uh, again but now again we're having that problem and uh, I, I would love to check uh, with the lottery uh, is the lottery assisting you if not what are the reasons that lottery can't find uh, you, you, you Saskok uh, let alone the compliance issue with with us and which uh, is affecting the department and we want to check when we are doing oversight uh, to the department this thing of compliance uh, we don't take it very lightly but so far thank you for the presentation uh, now is the time for answering questions uh, I, will, I, will, I will give at the end uh, after the president of Saskok after the department uh, that our DM must also be part of this session I thank you thank you thank you um, chairperson um, and I want to thank the committee members for asking um, these questions. Um, this is a public platform, and I'll try and answer them um, to the best of my ability. Um, the first question, there are, there are um, 36 questions. The first question is, um, how do we view the role of the department? This is, of course, set out um, in the Sports and Recreation Act, as well as um, in the National Sports and Recreation Plan. We view government as the um, facilitator um, and, and the sports federations and such as the implementers of, of programs. But this is defined by the NSRP and the Sports and Recreation Act, as well as our own um, constitution. Um, the colors of the country came up more than once. Um, so, and, and that was the second question. Um, In Rio, the athletes went in their tracksuits, and uh, that didn't go down well. So Saskok took a step back, and a, a sponsor was identified, Mr. Price and Sport, and they produced the, the kit, not only the tracksuits, but also the battle gear, and in some cases where the battle gear was um, specialist battle gear, we then sourced uh, those um, clothing manufacturers from the federations. It is not uncommon for countries to display their cultural um, diversity and background at the opening and, and closing ceremonies. And what we had done with Mr. Price Sport was worked with our athletes commission, as well as designers, um, from Etiquini. And we presented this kit as the walk on gear as well as the um, battle gear at the launch of the kit. Um, in terms of the, the um, 
portfolio committee members um, suggestion that we, we take another step back and look at the colors and the linkage to South Africa, our flag in particular, and the South African symbols, that's something that we can also look at um, um, in future. But um, our athletes were, were, were very happy, but what's the, the um, portfolio committee saying that there are bigger things that we need to take into account when we make these um, decisions and present the national team. And that is noted and respected. And the comparison with other African countries, this is something that we are looking into. Yes, some African countries only specialists in, specialized in, in um, athletics, such as Kenya, and in particular, long distance. South Africa is more diverse um, in terms of, of um, the number of sports that it plays. Um, rugby is a case in point um, where we are world champions. So we, that sort of comparison for us is a longer term approach. And again, that suggestion is noted and something that Saskook um, can, can work towards. Question four related to the transformation agenda selection and development and the long-term plan. And this question came up more than once as well, Chair. We work with uh, the Department of Sport and with the EPG in determining the contracts that are signed by the national federations every year. And we try and work towards that. Now, the, the reality is that a lot of, a lot of the national federations have not received a 50-50%, um, 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 the 50% target as yet. And that is the sort of relationship and discussions we must have between the department and those federations. What are the, the challenges that they are facing? Um, is it the school system? Is it the club community system? Is it the university system? Or is it um, keeping athletes, especially women, in the system after a specific period of time. And, and that is something we can, we can look at um, as well. But in terms of transformation, Saskok's goal is to work with government and government took over that responsibility um, 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 in terms of transformation, I think it was six or seven years ago. And as I said, we work with government to try and implement those targets. But Saskok itself doesn't have a program of implementing transformation targets. That is the contracts that are signed between the department and the federations and their particular funding strategy. Um, the reasons for the poor performance, and that has um, come up more than once in the questions as well. Chair, this is why we're having this working group. We have to take a serious look at what were the reasons. Now, it would be neglectful of me not to mention that funding for Rio and, and, and London was a hundred million rand, if not more. And now we are faced with five million rand, in this case, seven million rand and six million from the lottery. That is something we need to work together towards to change so that it is the build up to the Olympics that is important to us. Not only the presentation of the team, but how are we going to support those athletes in the years before these mega events so that our athletes can feel more comfortable and be supported better to, um, to train and to attend events. 
Now, one of the members of the portfolio committee did mention COVID. One must not um, overemphasize this fact. Yes, one must overemphasize this fact because a lot of our athletes were prevented from um, training during um, um, complete lockdown. And a lot of the athletes were not allowed to go overseas to qualify for events, and in particular our Paralympic athletes um, as well. And in some cases, even canoeing at some stage couldn't make it because of the COVID um, um, elements as well as um, funding. So we have a working group looking at um, um, why we did not perform as we expected. And the case in point can be our, um, our rowing team. They were in the top 10, and yet they did not medal at all. Um, so we're looking at those components. If you're in the top 10, are you going to get the medal? Then we take a case of Bianca Beitendag, who was ranked 17th in the world, but brought us a silver medal. And then if you look at the men's hockey team, even though they didn't medal, they finished up in the world's top 10 as a result of the Olympics. And three of their hockey players have now been taken up into a professional league in Europe. And those are the sort of stories we also need to spread about the usefulness and in some cases the success of athletes going to experience playing against the other world-class athletes and experience that they don't get at other um, um, opportunities. Yes, it was a large team because of the policy that was taken by the membership. And again, as part of our, um, as part of our introspection, that's something we'll be looking at. But I also want the, the commission, uh, the committee to, to note that this was also one of our youngest teams that we took with. And it's not only how they perform at this Olympics, it's also a preparatory or stepping stone process for Paris 2024 and then Los Angeles 2028. Some of those athletes performed better after the Olympics, such as the swimmers, and were able to medal at their world events um, in Europe after the Olympics. So there is some benefit-taking athletes and teams who are not ranked in the top 10. And again, I'm going to mention this, part of this working group with the department is to do some of that sort of questions and introspection. Um, none of the athletes were prevented from traveling to the Olympics. All of them were covered um, um, financially through the funding provided by the government and through the um, through SASCOP, and as well as the um, National Lottery. Um, uniform. The relationship between the department and SASCOP is growing. And it's, it, we, are, we are doing well, and we respect the department, the DG, and, and his leadership that we have in the department, and the uh, relationship between myself and the minister and the deputy minister at, at the political level. And we are constantly working on improving um, sport and the services for sport um, in the country through these relationships. The compliance documents. We presented our I've audited financial statements on the 20th of November to the members, and this was accepted. SASCOC has got a tax clearance certificate, and the opinion of the auditor was sound and solid. SASCOC is getting better financially, and we will be improving, because this was the previous financial year. We were still busy producing our um, financial, uh, our annual um, um, report, and that should be completed, um, 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 I think, within a week or two. Um, now, 
one of the portfolio committee members asked why or what is our um, um, synergy with the department. Yes, we work with the department's um, um, annual um, or financial year. But what we've realized in Saskatoon is that we've got to produce these documents earlier. Our current constitution says that we must produce it within nine months. We, we um, Within six months, we think we can produce that earlier if we change our financial um, um, and structure, as well as bring in um, a more competent um, or competent financial staff um, um, in the future, which is one of the goals of SESCO in terms of our restructuring um, process. Um, the sports trust funding, I think that's a question to the department. But as far as SESCO is concerned, we are completely compliant with SARS, with the department, as I said, it was a matter of now sending those audited financial statements to the department with the report. With the Zulman report, the, the Zulman mentioned that the president of SESCOP with his work um, 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 commitments needed to be a full-time person and that the board allocation of the board allowances be reviewed. That process is happening and we will be um, working with the department to finalize that report. So those are one of the outstanding um, um, matters. And the report will be sent after finalization. We will note that the minister's speech even covered that to say this has to be wrapped up as a matter of urgency, and we intend to do that. The full-time CEO, um, the, the SASCO board has a meeting this afternoon. We've been we've gone through a process of of, of um, advertisement as well as a process of interviews. And um, the two names will be mentioned or to submit it to the SASCOF board this afternoon for the board's um, final decision. Um, when it comes to one of the board members receiving um, a payment, SASCOF can produce the full report on that matter. Um, so that um, um, it can be shown that the board worked with complete openness and transparency to achieve the, to achieve the ultimate goal of settlement in the interest of the organization. And that report can be uh, produced and sent to you, um, um, Honorable MP. Um, the doctor with Namibian citizenship, um, I think I'm going to ask if this was with the Olympics or Paralympics, and I'll ask the chef de missions to, to note, because this has come as a surprise to me, and we can't follow up with that. So if I can ask um, um, the chef de mission or both chef de missions to, to check whether that is correct. Yes. Uh, uh, not now, not now, not okay, now. Okay. All right, okay, thank you. So if you can just follow on with that, please. Um, and then I'm going to ask Ms. Popel, who is the board member in, um, res um, responsible for the safeguarding processes within SASCOC, to speak about some of the safeguarding questions, um, including the issue of the swimming coach. But I would have hoped that that matter would have been discussed with swimming and present. Um, I know that it is completely untrue 
that the safeguarding um, committee has met only once. They have met on more than one occasion to deal with the matters that have cropped up. And I don't understand where that um, position or statement uh, came from. Um, Ms. Pogel will cover the other aspects. The pre-Olympic preparation, as mentioned, um, SASCO would prefer to, to bring in Operation Excellence again, but we're going to need assistance and funding. We are looking ourselves at creating a sports foundation with the goal of funding athletes as well. And we're looking at another um, strategy of bringing sponsors as well to cover some of the other costs, because the foundation will be a funding mechanism, and we're hoping to use that as a Section 18A, and as well as a BEE component, um, um, so that businesses and funders who provide that funding for us can get benefit from it as well. And this, this ties in with a model from Canada and America. Something else we're looking at to fund our athletes is broadcasting rights so that we can bring in money from events that take place in South Africa and use that to support our athletes as well. Um, um, the honorable member that spoke about the foundation phase of sport, SASCOP, even though it is generally um, stated that SASCOP is only focused at high performance, that is not true. Um, if you look at um, the IOC, the IOC works on nation building, works on um, human rights, so the I IPC as well, as well as with the Commonwealth Games. So SASCOP is a much broader movement than only focusing on, on athletes. And with our long-term athlete development program, Clearly, there's a, a development pathway from foundation phase or introductory phase to foundation phase to competition phase and elite phase. And our, our federations are the implementers of that particular um, process and program, as well as government. Um, government funding, I think the minister uh, or the department will answer that question, as well as mass participation as well as govern the governance structures of sport. We require that sports federations um, um, submit their, their um, um, audited financial statements and their reports as well. And I would ask the honorable member if they know of sport federations who are in dispute or have problems to, to forward those questions to us. We do have current um, federations that are in dispute and we're dealing with those particular matters. Um, and, um, but none of the, 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 the mainstream sports of rugby, cricket, football, tennis have, have um, shown any governance um, um, problems. So I'd, I'd like to get that specific question. Um, I've gone through the, uh, the, the passing of the baton. I'm going to ask during the, the, the men's relay um, I'm going to ask the chef commission, who was also at, there at the time, to provide a further background to that. Um, the issue of no sponsors, this, the, the statement is incorrect. Saskatchewan never said we don't have sponsors because Mr. Price Sport was one of our sponsors and we had six others coming and uh, five others coming on board. The, the statement that Saskatchewan um, um, relayed to one of the news outlets was re reported incorrectly. And Saskop, I personally phoned the reporter to voice my concern. Saskop's position was clear. Saskop does not fund 
the the bonuses but we are and this was his very last sentence of his report in fact it was hidden away right at the bottom that saskov is currently working with its partners and one of those partners was the ministry and and the department so i think um the lesson that we learned there was to be very specific about the words that we use so that uh, it cannot be misinterpreted um the black african athletes coming through i think that was you madam chair um yes we are concerned we are concerned that, that some sports need further support and need further work but this is something we need to look at in in much deeper detail to try and get to the root cause of the problem um and this is part of the review that we're doing with the department how was the plan different and and how do we be how can we be more successful sometimes this elephant needs to be eaten at one step at a time or one bite at a time we really changed the the, the clothing issue from rio and london where the athletes were were more more comfortable to use the word with the clothing unlike the baggy tracksuits that they had in the past they felt proud of wearing uh, the tracksuits as well as as the um, battle gear but the, the the lesson or the statements noted by the commission by the committee is noted one thing that we have to learn is that if countries like England or UK sports can give 249 million pounds over the next 3 years to federations and to the Olympic committee we are going to have to work harder to to support our athletes if they are going to compete against against other athletes who have this much resources and federations have this much resources allocated to them by government and again on to state i respect and appreciate the position that south africa finds itself in but it's a, re a reality that we also face within the sports fraternity and i think with regards to the athletes and the clothing a balance is needed and the, the lessons that we've learned from the from the um, suggestions um, is noted and the last question how much did the lottery uh, provide we received 6 million from the lottery and i can be corrected um, if, if 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 needed to be um we do not know what the what the real reasons for the lottery's drastic reduction because i've asked this question to the ceo and the coo as to were there any letters or negative reports from the lottery about sasco not handing in its reports on time and they couldn't find this type of of reports or information and that means we have to go back to the drawing board with the national lotteries commission but more important madam chair the the policy change by department of trade and industry that sasco must be viewed as a national federation and therefore could only get 5 million rand a year that is a travesty of justice we are now showing that we produce our books on time that we are um, compliant with sars and that we are working with our athletes commission for the benefit of our athletes so we really need to start sitting down with the national national lotteries for a longer term vision and a longer term approach to athlete support thank you madam chair and um, if i can ask 
the chef de missions and, and Ms. Popel to then answer their particular questions. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, President. Uh, the answers. Uh, any intake from our visitors is either the SASCO or our department. <coughs> Before I get follow up questions. See if I may answer the safeguarding questions, please. Yes, please. Thank, thank you, Chair. So it's um, Kim Popel, the SASCOP board member, responsible for safeguarding. Um, it's just a pity we didn't get to do our safeguarding presentation um, earlier, um, because I think a lot of these questions would have been answered, you know, with, with that. But to, to try and answer the questions posed to us, um, the, 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 with regards to federations, that will be covered in our safeguarding presentation, who has safeguarding policies or not. Um, with regards to screening for the Olympics, um, our, everyone was screened across three registers. That is your criminal, your, obviously your criminal check, sex offenders register, as well as the child protection register. Um, no athlete nor coach would have got on the plane to Tokyo um, if they had not passed those checks. Um, so that was with regards to the, the checks and the clearances done. Um, and that was obviously speaks to the coaches. With regards to coaches on the whole, SASCOP do not employ coaches. Um, coaches are employed by federations. So other than our multi-coded games delivery, which our chef and our COO did touch on um, earlier, we check at SASCOP for our teams to get on planes to go to multi-coded games. Um, with regards to others, no, we do not check as SASCOC, coaches going towards um, world games, not world games, sorry, the international federation games, that is for the national federation to check. Um, with regards to the health screening on, on a particular coach, um, I don't, as none of us see that other than our chief medical officer, so I don't think anyone would be able to answer that other than our chief medical answer with, with the screenings that are received. And I'm, I'm not too sure on, on the confidentiality with, with doctor patients. So I would leave that to our operations staff to, to assist us with that one. Um, our, our president did touch on the meetings in the past year of safeguarding. That is factually incorrect, that there was only one meeting. And I see there was a follow-up question, which we're more than happy to supply all the, all the um, answers, answers to that. Um, assisting victims, once again, um, that is also done with the federations. If we get asked to, SASCOC to assist, we do put them on um, and, and facilitate with our federations to assist any victims. Um, I'll leave the DSEC um, instigate, you know, the reports and it's instigating a report. Um, I'll leave DSEC to answer, answer that one. Um, but I think it's also imperative what you talk here as well. And as I said, it's just a pity I mentioned earlier that you know, there is, there is a comprehensive report on the safeguarding safe, um, you know, from SESCOC, which we hope that we will get a chance to present to the committee sometime. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Any other? Yeah. Yeah, can you uh, respond to the other two? Yeah, thank you. Madam Chair, I can respond to the other two. Um, in terms of uh, sharing medical with within Namibia, that was in the Paralympic Games. The Paralympic Games is a much smaller unit than the Olympics. Sorry, Leon from SASCOP, De uh, 
Chef the um, mission for the Paralympic Games. Face, face. Are you are you on the screen? Yeah, I'm oh, on yeah. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, okay. Madam Chair. Okay. Um, okay, Leon. So, in terms of uh, sharing medical, it's something that is widely done within the Paralympic Games because of the limited amount of uh, accreditations we get. We have a very close working relationship with Namibia as well. However, the doctor was a South African doctor working with South African doc uh, athletes and assisting Namibia as one of our counterparts. Um, they had a very small team, they only had three athletes there. In terms of the relay, I, I didn't quite understand the question, but I do know what happened with the relay is that one of the athletes in the main relay team, Gift, was injured the day before the relay um, semi-final when they had to go in, and a new athlete had to come in and assist and hadn't been part of the preparation for that event based on COVID where they couldn't travel to train together. So that put a huge spanner in the works and the relay was very much a metal prospect for us. And it was a very sad day when that happened. Um, if the actual team was fully fit, it would have been a, a, a medal that we could have hoped on. Uh, and with the full uh, um, investigation that we're going to do with the sports scientists on the results, that will be one of the things that is investigated. But yes, it was a very sad day because the third and fourth athletes didn't know what was going on because they couldn't see that the, uh, there was a crash between the two athletes on the second changeover. So that was a very upsetting thing for us. But unfortunately, due to an injury completely out of our control. Thanks, Madam Chair. Thank you, Leon. President, um, are you happy? Yes, yes, Madam Chair, happy. Okay. Um, as when we started, the DG uh, apologized, and then uh, let me, I've seen the follow-up hands uh, before that the department uh, must chip in. I've seen your, your hand, Honorable Mishongo, I'll give to you after the responses from the department. I don't know whom, who's given the task. Yes, 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 on a VTG. Thank you, thank you, Madam Chair, and thanks a lot uh, um, for the for the questions. I'm just going to try and answer those things that were posed to the department and where we can get what Saskok has indicated as well. I'll try and do that. Um, with regard to, I may not go in any specific order, but just to talk about, firstly, I think there was a question around the relationship between the department and Saskok. Uh, yes, I know that it is a, a cordial relationship. And I think, you know, as time as a new board has come in, there are new imperatives and new directors and new ways of working. But from our side, at a management level, operational level, I think we have a good relationship in terms of some of the issues that we have to deal with. It can be better. 
it can be better. And I think importantly, Madam Chair, we need to be very clear of what the roles and responsibilities are, what the roles and responsibilities of SASCOP is and what the roles and responsibilities of ourselves as the department. As much as yes, it is in the uh, National Sport and Recreation Act, but I think the amendments to the act, we will be able to strengthen and be very clear on what each of us has to do and what, what is allocated to us. I think, Madam Chair, in terms of policy uh, and legislative issues, we're very clear those are non-negotiable and they belong to the department. However, in implementing some of the issues in terms of the legislative prescripts and the policy issues, uh, we will work with we work with SASCOC. Um, and I think you know where areas we can strengthen is around the relationship with the federations. And I think you know somewhere there is also another question that touches on that uh, with regards to the safeguarding policy and will the department launch its own investigation on abuse of sport. I think that's where we work with SASCOC, Madam Chair. I think we're very clear in terms of our relationship with the sports federations, that sports federations run their own entity, they have constitutions, they have boards. And should there be any issues that, that they uh, encounter and if they are not able to resolve it themselves, then SASCOC is their first board of call uh, before they even get to the minister. If it's not being, if SASCOC is unable to resolve those issues, then they would then write to the minister to say to the minister that his intervention is required. I think we're very clear on all of those things. Um, um, Chairperson, I think there was also a question around the uh, the uh, department's um, MOU with the Department of Basic Education. Um, we have had an MOU that we were signed that was signed off in 20, uh, 2018, and it is a five-year uh, document. However, with the, with, with the fact that we have now become a merged department with the Department of uh, the former Department of Arts and Culture, there are cross-cutting matters that we work with with the Department of um, Basic Education that cuts across sport, it cuts across arts, culture, and even heritage. So we're revising the, the MOU. I think we have finalized the document and attached to the document is a work plan uh, between ourselves at a, at a level of DDG, uh, DDGs and also other management. We're still finalizing the work plan, which we then will present to our DGs and then take through to our ministers for finalization and deputy ministers. So that is where we are with the, uh, the MOUs. But be that as it may, the present MOU we have is still looking at making sure that all of the roles and responsibilities between ourselves and the Department of Education, we do have an implementation plan as well and we track that as well. With regard to the sports trust issue, Madam Chair, we do not transfer money to the sports trust for SASCOP matters. I think when you look at the um, the lot, national lotteries, they had earmarked funding for the uh, athletes, especially those athletes who had the potential to medal at the Olympic Games. Uh, the national lotteries had earmarked funding for those athletes, which they worked, they, they provided through the sports trust. 
and the incentives also for the athletes came from national lotteries, lotteries through the sports trust. So the department has not paid any money for SESPOC matters through the sports trust. Um, the issue around uh, the department's own program of mass participation, um, Madam Chair, I think it's quite important that, yes, if you look at um, the department's programs, we are guided by the National Sport and Recreation Plan. The National Sport and Recreation Plan um, has four actual, actual four areas of an enabling environment. Uh, I mean, four, four pillars that we deliver on. The first is the active nation, and that focuses on the mass participation. Um, and then we also have the winning nation, and a lot of the winning nation focuses on our sports federations, and also importantly the um, the uh, the the issues that SASCOP deals with in terms of team preparation, etc. So um, so so the, so those are the areas that, and then we also have the enabling mechanisms. Uh, which is our infrastructure, the enabling environment that we have in terms of, you know, the infrastructure and other support. And importantly, Madam Chair, in our uh, National Sport and Recreation Plan, we, we also look at sport and recreation, the sector being adequately transformed. And very key to the National Sport and Recreation Plan is the Transformation Charter and the Transformation Scorecard. Now, you would know, Madam Chair, that in that area of transformation, which was also an issue that was raised here, is we have the eminent persons group, uh, which is the oversight over the Transformation Charter and the Scorecard. Presently, we have 19 codes of sport that are part of the Transformation uh, Audit and we hope to increase the number of codes. And on a yearly basis, we have a report from the EPG that indicates the outcomes or the state of transformation in those 19 codes of sport. And also, it indicates the recommendations uh, that we need to take forward. And a lot of those recommendations that must be implemented, it focuses on what the department needs to do, what SESCOP needs to do, what the Department of Basic Education needs to do, and what our federations need to do, and what the EPG themselves has to do. Uh, and Madam Chair, I think very clearly from those reports, uh, the, the one thing that comes out very clearly is this pipeline that we talk about, and that is the issue of school sport. And the report is very clear that you know, much of what the Federation's pool of talent comes from 20% of the schools, mostly the Model Cs and the private schools and the ex-Model C schools, which still have a culture of, of sport. And yes, it has to, uh, there, there are the many public schools and many in rural areas still have a long way to go in terms of providing a full bouquet of school sport programs. The other issue that comes out of there is also the demographics of the country, the population. And very clearly, the greater population of the country is the under-18s. And the, the, um, the challenge, Madam Chair, is that if you're looking at the sports federations and uh, their uh, uh, resource base in terms of the administration, many, many, many of them are the, form, uh, are the white resource base that are aging. and 
definitely there is a, a, a an effort that needs to be made to ensure that we train and we get on board our resource base of the under 18s who are our future generations of sports administrators and technical officials and others within the sporting landscape um madam chair uh, our own programs. Let me go back about the mass participation. Uh, I think, Madam Chair, we must be quite clear that in the mass participation, and if we have to link it to our budget, the department has a, the entire Department of Sport, Arts and Culture has a budget of about 5.6 billion, but only 993.9 million of that is allocated for sport, uh, for sports programs. If we look at our active nation where our mass participation is, there's 714 million rands allocated to that. But of that, 591 million rand goes towards the conditional grant, which is transferred to the nine provinces. Now, within the nine provinces, Madam Chair, you know, we focus on within the conditional grant, there's a focus on school sports. The bulk of the funding, 40% of that conditional grant goes towards school sport. And then we have programs in community sport, which speaks to national youth camps. We've had the big walk where we've got thousands of people encouraging the and promoting active and healthy lifestyles. We have a National Recreation Day, which also moves towards, promotes active and healthy lifestyles. And this is a, a program, a day that is a cabinet approved day. Our big walk is aligned to the World Walking Day, so we don't align the programs to what is happening around the world. And then we have community outreach programs. Uh, so I think importantly, Madam Chair, uh, the funding in the provinces goes towards club development, uh, school sport, uh, community sport. We also fund sports academies in provinces, etc. And that is part of your whole active nation and mass participation programs. Um, I'm just trying to see whether we, uh, with regard to the uh, the issue of governance within sports federations. I think um, the, chip, the president has covered on some of the issues. Madam Chair, I think for us, the issues that come to before the minister uh, normally are many, many of the disputes that perhaps uh, some federations or even uh, the provincial entities, when there are issues of dispute, when there are this flouting of the constitution, uh, then it lands before the minister. But we actually refer these matters to SESCOP before we we go in and uh, and deal with those matters. Uh, we must indicate, Madam Chair, that there are some federations. We know that basketball has now presented to the committee. They've gone through an AGM, etc., and they're trying to get their house in order. We still have issues around uh, chess, and I think they've also presented themselves before the portfolio committee. Um, there are issues with chess, and I think it's also playing itself out because we have school sport championships and we have chess, which is very, very popular amongst the learners at schools. And we're keen that they, they will be participating in the school sport championships. But we are aware that young learners are also now wanting to participate at African championships, etc. And the worrying part is that there's no uh, structure that manages them. And as a result, they've been asked to pay for themselves to go to those uh, events. So that is still a very worrying issue around uh, chess, uh, Madam Chair. Then there are issues of transformation within cycling. 
which um, 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 are constantly coming to the uh, the minister. Uh, we've had discussions with Saskok around that, the cycling issues that they are also managing. We've also had disputes in both sports that have um, come before us as well, which we have referred to Saskok to deal with as well. And they've given us a report on that. Um, I'm not sure, Madam Chair, if there's anything else that um, we've left. I think the issue of compliance and the funding, Madam Chair. Uh, importantly, Madam Chair, I think there's, we're very, very particular that when we fund SESCOP and even the sports federations, that is that we are guided by the PFMA. We cannot change that. The PFMA is very clear of how we fund federations. There needs to be compliance documents in terms of audited financial step, uh, statements, in terms of annual reports, in terms of compliance certificates. Now, we've started a process in June already, Madam Chair, and I know that there'll be complaints that we don't, that we take too long, we haven't funded federations as yet. But we started a process in June where in the last two years, uh, SASCOC themselves have done a, a, have done research and they presented to us to say that because of COVID, there are new pressures from the federations. So Madam Chair, we then took the liberty to take that research and we redid our funding framework. We reviewed our funding framework so that the federation, we, we, we then respond to what the federations want. And hence, last year and this year, we started to make new calls. And in June, we asked the federations to give us the uh, their business plans, their proposals of what they want to fund. And we've given timelines by which time they must submit their documents. Not all of them have submitted. I think by the timeline, by the time we wanted those documents, only about 10 out of 68 federations had submitted documents. And others, as they are submitting it, we find that there are gaps and there are non-compliance with those documents. And we've had to send them back. So, Madam Chair, at this stage, we've not yet paid any federations their funding. We will do so before the end of December because of the fact that with checks and balances and when we sign off the SLAs with them, we must ensure that everything is in place and it complies with the legislative framework. Madam Chair, I think let me stop there. Um, if there's anything to follow up, we will await uh, the committee's response. Thanks. Uh, thank you. DTG, uh, DM, uh, I'm, I'm feeling that because I'm seeing a follow-up hands, can I give you the, the last comments of yourselves in order that if these uh, follow-ups uh, hands, uh, they wanted something and then uh, I'll ask you to round up uh, when everything is being done. Uh, Honorable Mshongo and Honorable Sund. Thank you. I'm going to tell you 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 I'm going to 
But nonetheless, thanks, TM. Note that we appreciate your presence as a deputy, and I believe if I was a deployee of the ANC, I was going to deploy it directly to the minister, but nonetheless, we're not there. Chairperson, I wanted I wanted to follow up on my question. I'm not happy with the response. You know, sometimes uh, 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 the president tends to be technical when he responds. My question was here, and they need a fair answer, and for us to have a cordial relationship with the president, I think he must be honest to the committee. And I'm not asking this question personal. I'm asking because I'm doing my oversight work. And when I'm doing this, I want to understand. Firstly, the, the issue are the gentleman by the name of uh, I'm not happy with the response. I don't want to go back there. I, I think maybe I'll ask for a detailed report. Can we have a detailed report? Uh, in our next, uh, uh, they'll send it to the department because they have one to the uh, committee, secretary, future person, and then you yes. circulate. We need that detailed report to exactly know what is it and what is it all about. Because one of the things I wanted to follow up, uh, the DDG stated clearly they saying they don't put money group for trust. If I'm DDG, can you make firm? Yes. Now, I can put it to you, DDG, that there's money that went to Sport Trust. I can put it to you that. And I won't say how much is it, but it's fine. There's money that went to Sport Trust. And uh, uh, I wanted to find out who are the members of Sport Trust. The, what is it? Council of board members. Who are they? Can have the actual names of all of those board members of Sport Trust. And so while I was linking Sport Trust and Saskatoon, I think it's, it is here my question. It seems like uh, Saskatoon money, it's like an agency. And I think you are aware that this podcast has, part, Naguma COVID has been involved. It has been involved with COVID. Now it's either this podcast or these uh, both projects that we're not aware of that are doing things. And I'm not even happy with the responses women uh, report. What is the status says women report? Mm. I'm, I'm a recommendation. All of them, how far they can maybe put the percentage mm. out of, you know, how far are they? What when is their turnaround time? I'm not helping a response equally like here on that. Last question, Chair, regarding why why this year and the uh, in fact the the DM will respond even politically. DM, I put it to you but this year. It was poorly done for our incentive for our athlete. It was poorly done. Every year, check as of 2016 going backwards. Our athletes will have good, will know as a committee how much are they going to get, will know when is the event, will know there won't be what we had this year. It was badly managed, poorly managed. It was uncalled for. Yes, even if there's no money, but there must be allocation set aside, even 300 grand. And we know what that 100 grand will say thank you. Now, what I'm saying here, I wonder what presidency are we setting up for us when we go internationally? We don't honor our ambassadors because it's a culture of this department. Go backwards. 
honorable Umbalula. But he did well with that uh, space. He did well. I can give him an A with that space. But the minister this time, I'll give an F. Because we failed this year to honor our, 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 our ambassadors after he took you. Now, Chair, why was this done? And what, what, what strategy or what going forward to go to 2024? What, what are we going to do in 2024? If, what are the plans? Thank you, Chair. I'm cool. Thank you, Honorable Shonko, Honorable Sondi. Chair, thank you very much. Two things quickly. On the issue of the colors, I just want to concur with you. We are coming from the very disadvantaged uh, background, mm-hmm. uh, where the colors of the country was the thing of the chosen few. Now we're proud of our colors. We want our colors in every event, opening ceremony. You, 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 you won't see England or, or, or America uh, in a traditional uh, uh, attire. We are not saying traditional attire is prohibited in South Africa in, uh, 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 for, for, for any uh, 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 team. You can wear the traditional uh, uh, attire, but not in the opening ceremony. In the opening ceremony, we want our colors because we want to be known as South Africa. South Africa should be known in any event, whether it's soccer, swimming, uh, Olympics, or any event. The opening ceremony should be South Africa should be seen as in, in, in their colors. That is what we, we want to emphasize, Chair. Uh, 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 the second one, Chair, on the, on the, on the transformation uh, uh, agenda, I asked a question to, 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 to Sasko. I didn't ask, Chair, in terms of the law, what is their understanding? I said, what is their understanding in terms of the, 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 the transformation agenda? Because demanded from the law is something else. But your understanding as someone who is in charge of that particular uh, entity, your existence, that is what I wanted to know. And I got the answer. The department, in their understanding, the department facilitates and they, they implement. But on the issue of, of transformation, the department the department should implement. That is what the, 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 the president is saying. And I don't understand. Because if the department is facilitating and they are implementing, which means the department does not have uh, the transformational agenda. But I want to, 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 to state this, Chair. The transformational, transformational agenda is not for the department. It's not for the committee. It's not for the president or the minister. It's for the all South Africans who are doing it for the country, not for, 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 for certain people or individuals or a group. Transformation is here for all of us. If we are, we are, we are given a, resp- a position for responsibility, it is your responsibility uh, 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 to deal with this transformation. So transformation is not for a uh, 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 honorable minister or, or, or the DG or, or, or the committee. All of us should be 
Transformation should be on our agenda, all of us, not for the chosen few. That is what I wanted uh, to emphasize, uh, 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 Chair, moving forward. And you can see that um, uh, 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 in terms of uh, 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 development and, 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 and transformation, they are saying they have not reached 50%. And I don't know why. I don't know, because the department is listening. What are the hiccups? What are the challenges that you, you are failing to reach 50%? Because if it is in your agenda, in any development or any, any development, in any selection criteria or process, you should remind yourself that transformation is in, should be in top of your agenda and not the other way around. Thanks, Chair. Oh, sorry, sorry, President. Now is the time that we must respond with the team. Yes, only on only on your command, Madam Chair. Only on your command for instruction. Um, Honourable Mklungu, um, um, a detailed report will be prepared for the committee on the matter of payment to the board member. Um, as well as the Zulman report, which is currently being wrapped up, and as I said, was mentioned by the ministers in his speech. Those are urgent um, 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 topics to be completed. Um, as, as stated, we SASCOP notes the recommendations by the committee um, regarding the, the, the opening ceremony clothing. It is something that we will also engage with, with our athletes and with the Athletes Commission Chair, Mr. Khotsumo Kwena, who is also present at this um, meeting today. The transformation agenda is a national agenda, and no one can run away from that. But if I can ask the, the, the commission, the committee, to also support us in calling for a review of the 2011 National Sports and Recreation Plan, so that our roles and responsibilities can once more be reviewed and redefined. And this is something that we think is, is critical to take this country forward, as well as sport forward, because that document serves as a basis from which we can move over and above the National Sports and Recreation Act. And I look, I look forward to that, to that process um, I'm starting as well. Um, again, when it comes to transformation, I want to state that even the, the National Sports and Recreation Plan states that it is the federations who are the implementers. And that SASCOC has specific roles and responsibilities um, um, that we tackle, including gender, including athletes' roles and responsibilities. And, and SASCOC does do that, but almost as an umbrella body. And um, we, we can engage, and as I said, I think it's important that we review this NSRP to, to redefine and to provide us with more goals. The last goals of the NSRP, I think, closed in 2013, and it's in need of, need of urgent review. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, um, the President. Uh, GM. 
Thank you very much, Chair, for, for this opportunity. And I really would like to appreciate um, the, the reports that have been tabled here by both the department and SASCO, but also appreciate more the questions that have been asked by the members of the portfolio committee. Because if you listen carefully to the questions that have been asked, they come from a deep place of love for the country of South Africa. The questions are about uh, how we can do better as a country on an international stage so that we all can be proud of who we are and where we come from. And one of the things I really want to just touch on, which was asked, is the issue of the relationship between the department and, and, and SASCO. And I think that the president tried to, 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 to relate to this question, and also the DPG tried to relate to this question. But what is important is for all of us to understand that the relationship between the department and SASCO, which everybody has said is governed by both the Act and the, and the National Sports and Recreation Plan. But also remember, the department has a relationship with the Federation, and, and the department has a relationship, again, with SASCO. And it's important that those relationships must become so cordial to the effect that there's harmony in all that is being done for the benefit of the country. And what then the eminent persons group, which is EPG, does in terms of monitoring, if the federations are meeting the transformation agenda, is not only done because you, are, you just want to tick the box. You're doing it because you are wanting to make sure that the transformation agenda is met at all levels. That relationship between SASPOC itself and the federations which are its affiliates, is important because then, as they say, um, they monitor and, and the federations are implemented. That relationship amongst all these people is critical to make sure that the work is done well. I really want to appreciate the reviewal task team that uh, patients spoke about in the DG that looks at what, uh, what has happened pre-Tokyo, during Tokyo and post-Tokyo. And that, that report, once it is completed, must be presented to this portfolio committee. Because I, my suspicion is that that report will then give a full picture of what needs to be done because that report should be the basis of us preparing for 2024 for Paris and, and for LA in 2028. That report will be able to tell us what is it that we must do better to improve? And also, the discussion here has also shown clearly that uh, it is not about the numbers or the big team that you would have the medals. It is about the preparedness of the team and how that team is well oiled to make sure that we come back with the medals. You can take a big team and come back with zero medals. And those are the things that we take to heart and we are able to, to understand and deal with. But I want the, the, the SASCO to really look at this thing of their relationship with lottery. And I think we must not just pass it as, as if it, it's that. 
Biden himself says previously, Rio, they were given 100 million. Now, suddenly, they were given 6 million. And he said they had looked back into their documents to see if there's anything that they did wrong. And nobody seems to understand why that money. And now, Lotter is treating them as a federation instead of a, an umbrella body. Those are the things that needs to be discussed and be clarified before 2024 Paris. Because you are not going to be able to leave these things and want to deal with them closer to the time. We asked this question, and I remember in the portfolio committee before uh, Tokyo, this question was asked by these members of the committee, that there was um, some problem that Lottery had raised issues that there was problems with how you had uh, accounted. And I remember very well this, the, the acting CEO saying, as far as they know, there's nothing like that. All that has happened is that Lottery just dropped the money and treated them as a federation. It needs to be clarified. We need to, to deal with that and be able to make sure that as we prepare, we prepare wholeheartedly across the board and make sure that we have everything that is questionable, clarified, so that you are not going to be blaming one person or the other. We must all take responsibility for preparing for the team moving forward. We would want to see a better team. We've done better before. And, I, and, and we can do better moving forward. And, and we all need to make sure that we are able to clarify and deal with the things that we're not. I know that all of us here, we are saying the relationship is cordial between the department and SASCO. We also know we were sitting in this committee before Tokyo, when we were dealing with the strained relationship between SASCO and the department, we are happy. We are happy that at least there is improvement in that relationship. But it must not be like there was never problems between the department and, and, and SASCO. So that we move forward, understanding that now we are trying to make sure, because here the priority is the athletes, not SASCO, not the department, not the minister. It's the athletes and, and the South African people who love sport, who want to see sport doing well. And all of us, we must then put our heads together and make sure that we do what we are all put here to do. Thank you very much, Chair. I thought it's important that we put those things in perspective. Uh, DM, you have said a mouthful, but uh, I'm, I'm happy that the president, in whatever we've proposed, we've uh, looked at the weakness, the gaps that SASCO has uh, between themselves and the, and the, and the department uh, as a committee doing an oversight. We'll always raise these things. Uh, for the interest of the people whom we are all representing. Uh, it's either the department, the SASCOC, and as this committee, uh, our own interest also is to see um, this smoothly uh, going on of the, the, the sport and the transformation 
of the sport. So uh, I'm, I'm suspecting uh, this is uh, our good meeting uh, after really even with us, Saskop, you remember our our last meetings with you, Saskok, uh, I cannot say that uh, even our own relationship with you, Saskok, was cordial because we were robust on an oversight uh, to you. Uh, I'm suspecting it was not an easy meeting when we're preparing for the AGM and uh, when some of the members, they were even raising uh, who's this keeping in? Uh, I'm suspecting we are going to take serious this question of this member owned uh, sometimes becomes a, a journalist and sometimes wanted to get in uh, forcefully from the, our administration. Those things, uh, we must uh, make them uh, to be cleared in order that we, when we're coming, we we're coming for a good business of looking uh, uh, of the sport uh, in order that also when these federations uh, and some of the uh, them coming uh, to, to ourselves as a committee, we'll be having an, an, an understanding that uh, they do fail down there even. Uh, they must also respect uh, you as a, 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 an umbrella body, let alone the department. But with those words, I'm saying that thank you, thank you very much. Uh, we may uh, give you the last words uh, and we're going to release you, uh, President, with your colleagues. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. It is always a, a privilege to speak to the Portfolio Committee because I understand, realize the importance of us being open and transparent uh, with the South African public and in terms of your responsibilities as oversight. As the Deputy Minister has, has said, yes, we know where Saskok's past came from and that the Board of Saskok is working extremely hard to correct its, its own governance as well as its own programs. And the only way we can do this, Madam Chair, is to work with, with people and with organizations such as yourself and to, and to know when we need to report back on these important matters that affect sport in our country. Thank you for the opportunity to once again present to you and I'm to thank the staff members as well as the board members of SESCO for being present. And then lastly to the department as well as to the honorable members of the commission and yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you, President. Uh, you may be released now. Honorable members, thank you also for your robust and, and engagement. Uh, that's the committee that I'm chairing. Um, uh, now, uh, DM, uh, we are doing our own things now as this committee. Let me also uh, thank you with the encourage from your department that Obukobako uh, uh, with us when we are not uh, having other tasks because past weeks we did get your uh, apologies 
and we were aware where you are because those apologies were transparent. Thank you uh, that whenever uh, you're not uh, given other tasks, you do join this committee uh, as a political head. Uh, thank you so much, DM. Thank you so much, Chair. Uh, we are leaving now. <laughs> We are leaving now. Yes. Honorable members, Amber Nonsab, Nonsab, Yaka, Yunzoman. Honorable members, let me take this opportunity now to thank you again, honorable members, your oversight role, your robust discussion. Uh, I'm suspecting uh, we'll be leaving a, a good legacy together. Uh, now, uh, the next item, uh, as we have read and, uh, uh, and wanted the staff of this committee uh, that uh, we cannot uh, look and talk to the proposed a report of our uh, budgetary review. Uh, we did uh, read, we did see our own recommendations as this committee. Uh, the only thing now I can say, uh, can this report be tabled and can members, if they've did uh, see gaps in the report, we must uh, finalize that and adopt our own report. I thank you. Yes. Honorable members, this is our report. Uh, you, you, you may move because we have a, a week uh, if it's not a week or some days that we're sleeping with it. Uh, move, move, uh, whoever is doing this, please move. This is uh, one. Excuse me, Madam Chair. Yes. I see Fiona's hand is up, Madam Chair. Whose hand? Fiona. Oh, Fiona. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just got uh, one addition to add to suggest for the recommendations. As I was going through the the notes from our meetings, um, one of our members recommended that uh, because of the the budget of the department that was slashed by nine hundred and fifty six million rand due to the COVID um, reprioritization, that uh, the department should try to recoup that money in some way. And I think that should that's uh, a recommendation that should be made to the Minister of Finance. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Fiona. Honourable members, as we are listening to Fiona, it's only that uh, omission of what we have said uh, to the uh, department through our uh, go to that uh, to the, to that point that we are talking about because we've read the report 
in order that if members also do have other recommendations that were thinking that were not captured Yes. Go up seven point one and two. We did say that in three. Yes, vacancies. Yes, consequence management. Strengthening internal controls. It was even the recommendation of the AG. Um, I do feel that honorable members uh, is yes. Move GPV up heritage. Yes, this thing of Mamu Winnie and Sarah Batman. Every day we're talking about these heritage projects. Yes. Yeah. It's a white paper issue. Yeah. What are you doing, Sion? 7.13. Madam Chair? Yes. I'm trying to include the recommendation that uh, Fiona just mentioned. Yes. But I would like her maybe to write it on the chat so that I can see it because I don't have it on my side. Do so, Fiona. Thank <laughs> you. 
Madam Chair? Yes. I see Mr. Zondi's hand is up whilst Fiona is giving me the last recommendation. Honorable uh, Zondi? Honorable Zondi? Yes, Chair. Uh, you asked a question and you correctly said we we you think we we we, we receive and read the, the the report and yes we did uh we don't oh may i say i don't support the report that does not have um a timelines chair this one it has our views and the timeline in each and every view we made as a as a, as a comment so you don't have uh, something that will be implemented when we are dead. That is why I, I, I move that we support it. Thank you, Chair. We nearly not understand you, but thank you now. Fiona, <laughs> uh, uh, your hand is still up. Uh, honorable members, this is the, the only inclusion of a... Mute, mute, Honorable members, uh, I'm, I'm tabling this report and this recommendation that we made as this committee. Uh, that um, uh, as Honourable uh, Zondi is saying mm -hmm. that yeah, he is supporting uh, the report, especially uh, when we are supporting, we do support our, our recommendations, which is... Uh, is the is the core and engine of the report? Uh, I've seen the hand of Honourable Adams. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. I wanted to second uh, the adoption of the report with all heading recommendations uh, and also the points that uh, are included to the report. I move for the, uh, I second the report. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, the report is being uh, seconded in a who is not agreeing with the report has got a right to say uh, sure. yes honorable i'm sorry honorable i didn't say it come again honorable our rights can you know yes. that to deserve our rights Yes, yes, no, I know very well, Honorable uh, Honorable members, the report has been supported. The Honorable uh, member from 
uh, our uh, committee and from the DA, they are reserving the, their right, and which is allowed according to the rules of the parliament. By that, honorable member, uh, thank you so much, honorable member. Uh, I do appreciate uh, the work that we are all doing. Uh, let's go to the last point uh, of adoption of minutes. How many sets of minutes, uh, uh, Zoom? We have four sets, Madam Chair. Yes. I don't want uh, not to mention that we have four sets of minutes. Uh, honorable members, uh, our administration, staff of ours, they've circulated these minutes. Let's go to the minutes of the 9th of November uh, of uh, AG. Uh, move. Please move. Honorable members, uh, we're part of this day of the AG's meeting with us. Uh, I'm proposing that we must adopt these minutes. Honorable, Honorable Zondi, Honorable Adams. Yeah, I want to propose that Honorable uh, Adams. Thank you, Chairperson. I second uh, the proposal. Thank you. I'm seeing the. Oh, okay. Uh, any other view? Thank you, Honorable uh, Members. Uh, these minutes now are true reflection and we're adopting them. Thank you. Uh, the next set of the minutes. Uh, the next set of the minutes, honorable members, it was 12th of November, a briefing by eBoxing, which is Isanapo. Uh, we're part of that. A meeting. A, let's go up. A, Honorable members, we finished this meeting on that day at 11.45 and we adjourned. I'm tabling these minutes of Sanapo to you, honorable members. Uh, 
any reflection, any proposal of adoption of the minutes? Honorable Malomani. Thank you, Chair. I move for the adoption of the minutes. Uh, Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson. I second on the proposal. I thank you. Thank you so much, Honorable Members. Any other hand with another view? Thank you, Honorable Members. These meetings, you know, these minutes are now approved to be true reflection of what we've discussed. Uh, thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, put another set of Uh, honorable members, on the 19th of November, uh, the briefing uh, by the department, uh, can you move? Honorable members, I'm putting to you uh, these minutes uh, that you must acknowledge and adopt them as our true reflection of the that day of 19th. Can I propose that they must be adopted? Honorable Malomani. Thank you, Chair. I move for the adoption. This is a true reflection of our meeting. Thank you. Honorable Zondi. Thanks, Chair. I do second. I don't see any other opposing hand. Uh, the, the meeting, I mean, the minutes are adopted. Thank you, honorable members. The, the last set of minutes, 23rd on, on my day that I was born. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, honorable members, this is our last mm -hmm. minute of, of last Tuesday. Yes, yes, Honorable Denise. Sorry to interrupt. I've, I've raised my hand. Yes. I, I just wanted clarity on 
on the minutes of of the twenty third that you or the minutes you placed on the it is on the uh, screen now. Mm. Uh, I just want clarity in terms of the notification, and I didn't print the minutes. I must be honest, because in terms of the notification that we received of 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 the agenda for today, it refers to uh, to the SESCOC and the department's presentations. And then it refers to the committee minutes of the 9th, the 12th, and the 19th. So in terms of the agenda that we that we adopt, also that includes the minutes uh, that we will adopt today, I just wanted to know if the other members have printed that minutes and read it, because I didn't, because it, the, the agenda of today didn't ask me to read that minutes today, the set that we have in front of us now. Thank you, Chairperson. <laughs> the, this question I cannot uh, answer. Uh, when uh, the minutes are circulated, uh, I'm suspecting each and every member of them must read those minutes. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not able to uh, answer that question. Uh, uh, available as it is, but I've read the, all the minutes that were forwarded to us. Honorable members, that is a question by Honorable Dennis. Excuse me, Madam Chair. Yes. I can just indicate, Madam Chair, that when all the minutes were initially circulated, the last set of minutes was not finalized. And as soon as it was finalized, I, mm. I, I circulated it to, to members. That was on mm. Sunday. Yeah. Two person? Yes, Honorable Pumshon. Can I come in with the, not only any reports, any documents that we receive, minutes or anything, presentation, there must be 72 hours before the meeting. That's the rule says that not a night before or at 72 hours. I think it's on the rules if the, the, your office can check. It says that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Come on. No, I was thinking that we have done, Honorable Mishon. The minutes were circulated on Sunday. Today, it's Tuesday. It depends what time, Chair. I think maybe Honorable Dennis, it depends with what time. For my, my view, you check 72 hours. It's Sunday night, or we barely Sunday. It's Monday, it's 24 hours. Tuesday, it's not 72 hours. You don't, you don't count Sunday. Why are we you not counting? Count? I mean, if you get Sunday, you cannot say Sunday, it's 24 hours. If you've sent the minutes on 7 o'clock Sunday at night, as an example, you count. 24 hours, it's 24 hours, it's a night. Honorable members, honorable members, if honorable members are feeling that these minutes uh, are not uh, reaching the, the norms and standards, uh, can we uh, waive that uh, these minutes must come uh, on it's either tomorrow or, or on Friday? Uh, I'm suspecting it's, it's not a big issue. Thank you, honorable members. Uh, 
Honorable Dennis. No, Chairperson, if I, uh, sorry, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, uh, I, I've uh, followed the, the notification of the dates that stipulated which minutes will be adopted today. So I've, I, if I missed it, then I'm sorry, it's my apology. And I said it's up to the committee to decide. I just wanted to make it clear. I didn't read the minutes. So if the committee wants to adopt, then it's fine. They may proceed. But I think I, I, I appreciate your, your suggestion, yes. Chairperson, that, that it be, be left for the next meeting to be dealt with. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Dennis. Uh, Honorable Malomane. Thank you, Chairperson. I think because these are minutes, my view it was that we do the adoption of these minutes than to refer them because this, as I have just went through them, is the true reflection of what has transpired in our meeting. Thank you, Chair. Chairperson, I have another view. You know the presidency that we said in, let's not say, do as I say, we must say, do as I do. Now it's so uh, ethically for us to say people must not give us reports overnight, but you now we adopt them. I'm just saying what is uncalled for, I don't support that notion. The president that we said, whatever that is good for the left-hand side, it must be good for the right-hand side. It's our committee, it's our report. Our report must come in time. Like last time, the PR, PP, PRRR draft report, we had to tell them not to have that report. I'm just saying, let's not mix issues. Let's be principled. Let's set a good precedence, even in ourselves. Thanks, Chair. Can I, I take this opportunity to thank uh, all the members that uh, just contributed in this issue? Can we refer these minutes uh, that they must be uh, in the set of minutes it's either to, tomorrow we have a committee or Friday in order that uh, we must do what uh, is right and correct for the committee. Uh, if one member doesn't have chance to read minutes whilst we still have a chance of doing so. Uh, honorable members, let's defer these min minutes uh, and then to Friday, I think Friday will do, Chairperson. Who's that? Mama will remember us out because of network, but uh, I support Honorable uh, Mutomo that we defend the minutes to Friday's meeting. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you're surprising us, Honorable. Honorable members, let me take this opportunity to thank all of you, Honorable members, and the meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much. The person, on a point of exigence, even if it's adjourned. You
Bye, colleagues.